Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me this week is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. I'm, Hi there. I'm in my bedroom because my my office is currently being relegated to uh, like paid work um, for my housemate, <laughs> um, and as opposed to, as opposed to unpaid work, which is what this is. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm on my bed, and I. Wish I was laying down, but it's too late for that because I've already set up my my little space around me with my with the with the mixer and the tablet and the laptop. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's probably probably good for your attention levels for your uh, you oh, know, like your not going to sleep levels. Oh, but it'd, it'd be like therapy. <laughs> That's why people start a podcast, right? Yeah, so they can lie down and talk to their friends about their problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, do you know what happened last week about 12 hours after we, we finished recording our episode of the podcast? I sure do, Kerry. And you know what? I'm glad you brought this up because I'm going to tweet Phil Spencer right now uh-huh. and just ask him just to hold off on any extra plans he's got for going for, the, for industry changing, you know, shakeups. Just yeah. hold off until like after we finish, like after, after this one goes live. Yeah, what so you, like what you Friday mean? after. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. At what's it, what's his what's his Twitter handle? P three. Uh, hang on, I, I've got it up here. Um, Is it Xbox P three? Yeah, Xbox, Xbox P three. Xbox P three. Hi, Phil. <laughs> We're recording right now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you you just realised that I'm actually writing this. Yep. <laughs> We're recording the podcast right now. Would you mind just holding off until this one goes live before you decide to change the industry? Cool. Done. You didn't put like a hope your week's going well? Like a like a oh, nice he, email send off. His <laughs> week is going very well. I don't need to wish him well. Dude just spent, <laughs> dude just sixty nine billion dollars. Nice on I know right on the third biggest company in the games industry. In games, Th- third biggest, something like that. Yeah. Ugh. So we'll get into that. We'll get into Xbox buying Activision Blizzard. It it. We'll get into it. Um, we've got a bunch of questions. One I just thought of actually, which I'll I'll put at the top of our list here. Listening to the show being written real written in real time, uh, but we'll go through the, the the usual rigmarole at the start as well. Do some stuff I've been playing, and uh, and Jeremy's got something he wants to show me on the podcast. I've 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 a thing for you, and we're gonna do it on the show, and maybe it involves a, it a mi- video. It might, it might get cut if it doesn't play well. Okay, if it gets cut, then then well, then, then you know that then you haven't heard I this had at a all. terrible time. Well, if, if this gets cut, then you're not actually hearing this right now because this part would also get cut. But what if you forgot and then there was this mystery? Oh, that'd be really annoying. <laughs> it's, it's, like the time, it's like the time my friend messaged me once because uh, he listened to a podcast from like a year prior being like, hey, you forgot to cut out the break in this episode. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, it just went silent for about 15, 20 minutes and then heard rustling and then he started talking again. Oh, man. I was like, whoops. I, uh... I, uh, it's always weird when one of those gets through the keeper. 
so yeah, if you're not aware, this is minimap.com.au's weekly podcast. That's our little website where we post this podcast and our other podcasts, uh, like The Pecking Order, our pop culture kissability ranking podcast, as well as our game club, uh, which has just recently changed to the title of Mini Disc from Game Spoilers Podcast. Um, there's a whole thing. We discussed it a lot last in last week's episode, and there's a separate like announcement uh, thing in the feed. So if you want to learn more about that, that's uh, in the Minimapcast feed or on the website as well. Uh, if you want to support us, you can uh, rate this show on uh, whatever podcast service that you use of your choice. Um, also, just want to point out, probably the last week I'll point this out so pointedly, uh, but that Spotify has recently added ratings, uh, so it would be very helpful to us if you use Spotify at all, uh, if you could find our podcast on there, Minimapcast, and not just follow it, or heart it, or whatever it is, or favorite it, whatever it is, um, but if you could give it a rating as well uh, in the five-star rating system. If you haven't listened on Spotify, or you don't listen on Spotify, uh, just mark a few as played, and that will then give you the option to rate the show. Um, positive rating there would help us out a lot. We'd really appreciate it. And if you want to support us monetarily, you can also do that at patreon.com slash minimapau. We also just wanted to say uh, thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv song as the music for the Minimap cast. That's from their YouTube channel. Uh, you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, I think I'm finally getting the hang of that, Jeremy. Get in there. I'm it's, there, it's, right? it's, it's getting tighter. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting, getting com- more compressed in a good way. Yeah, a cu- couple of false starts, couple of, couple of stutters, but that's all right. Only, uh, um, it's, only, it's only almost been a hundred episodes. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're getting there. It's going to be fine. Um, Jeremy, do you want to talk about your thing at all, or do you even want to mention it, or you just want to not even bother? Oh, uh, like, nah. It's just like I got. Inspired to play Sekiro because I saw that dude play a blindfolded fucking GDQ on the two hours, and I played a lot of Bloodborne. I'm like, oh, I could probably, I could fuck with some Sekiro again and see how far I get, like in a pretty short amount of time. Not in a, not any speedrun way, but like, you know, now I know how to play these games. Let's, you know, let's really give it a, a good old shake. And it turns out this game just absolutely destroyed me almost immediately, all over again because I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> all these timings are so much tighter. I completely forgot. Yep. Death comes so fast in that game, way faster than the others. Yep, comes twice. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Only if you want Dragon Rot. I hate Dragon Rot. Yeah, yeah, me too. What have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a few things. Um, <laughs> you, you're talking about seeing a speedrun and then being inspired to play something. It's reminding me, I've been watching... <laughs> I've been watching Northern Lions, surprise, surprise, um, who recently has been doing Mario 64... 16 star speedruns um but he's not a speedrunner and he he he's not even a mario 64 player like he never owned it or played it really but he's just been seeing his his crew get into it so what he's been doing is like learning like a beginner route and just going at it and like learning trips like cannonless and the the backwards long jump stairs staircase skips and all of these random skips and so i've been watching him do this like amateur run to right. the point the other day i was like i'm gonna give this a go uh and i i jumped in there and the hardest parts for me were like just like the normal gameplay sections like bowser 
like right, okay. spinning Bowser and throwing him at the right time. But like I did, like just watching NL like talk about it and like go through his process of learning it meant that I kind of just knew how to do all these tricks. So I could do the backwards long jump skips, which is like you do a jump forward and then immediately pull back on the stick, and Mario starts like jumping forwards, but all the momentum is going backwards. And if you do that up the staircase and mash the jump button fast enough, he sort of gains speed much faster than he loses it. Right. And you can you can clip through the star doors that mean that say like, oh, you need fifty stars to get through here. Oh, you need seventy stars to get through here. Mm. Um and it's also how you skip the like infinite staircase at the end of the game. Yes. Because you yes. just go fast enough that the game can't load it. Yes, that 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 I have seen. Um and so that was like really cool. And it didn't take me any time at all. And then I yeah, I got to the Bowser fight and it took forever. So yeah. Just a little aside. But it's funny, um, Northern Line was saying that someone else is watching him and saying that they tried it and they did really well in their first attempt and then they got to the backwards long jumps and they tried for 50 minutes before looking it up and it turns out the person was playing on the 3D All-Stars version where they patched out backwards long jumps. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, it turns out they, they patched it out in the 3D All-Stars version of Mario 64. Why? I don't know. No one knows. It's a really weird thing to do. That, that's so... That... Who does that benefit? I don't know. Did they consider putting any work into literally any, any other part of that game? I know. And so it's funny because I'm looking at NL playing as he's playing the Switch Online version. And I'm like, why are you playing this here when you probably have 3D All-Stars? Why don't you play that and you get the nicer UI and the, um, you don't have the, the borders on the, the side of the screen for the, for the um, emulator? But uh, it's because it's patched. <laughs> Can't believe that the. Uh, uh, anyway. I know, right? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, can't wait for that Mario, Zelda three uh, D collection that comes out and just like is useless to anybody that is doing speedrunning. Oh, if it even comes out, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's not been much of my week. What <laughs> the things I've been playing the most? <laughs> Speaking of watching Northern Lion, I was watching him play this game called Vampire Survivors. Yes, I have seen you play this game via, like, I have seen you on Discord say you were playing Vampire Survivors and I'd never heard of it before. Yeah. And so I just, like, added you in, like, the general chat about Discord being like, what the fuck is Vampire Survivors? Yeah, and I didn't see this till afterwards. And so I just saw this thread of, like, what's this, Kerry? And then you're like, oh, this looks sick. Yeah, it Oh, does. it's four bucks. I bought it. <laughs> I haven't played it. It's great. Um, so it's this really small game. It's got this, like, Castlevania SNES art style. Um, and you play as a random assortment of playable characters that each have different starting weapons and abilities. Uh, but what really, what it really comes down to is it's a roguelike, um, where you kind of become the bullet hell. So you start off in this big area. It's this big green forest and you can move up, down, left and right, basically infinitely in any direction. You walk kind of slowly. And when you start off, there's a timer at the screen and you walk around slowly and you've got one weapon. It might be a throwing knife that goes in the direction you're facing or the lightning ring, which randomly strikes enemies uh, around the map. Mm -hmm. or it could be the magic wand that shoots at the nearest enemy or it could be a garlic which creates a a ring of a, a damaging ring around you that anyway enemies get close they get damaged by it um 
But it starts off, it's really easy. You know, the enemies come in slowly and there's not too many of them. And then very quickly, it becomes quite intense. There are there are dozens of enemies on the screen. And every time an enemy drops a gem, you pick up the gem, you level up a bit more. Um, you need more gems to level up each time. And you get shown a random assortment of weapons that you could choose from. So that's the roguelike element. You could choose up to six weapons and up to six sort of like stat bonuses. So up to a total of 12 different items. And you, the way they combine together is interesting. Some of them have synergies. So if you get the damage up and the fire wand, then when they get, they get to max level, then you can upgrade them to be like super piercing and wider damage. So that's like a unique combo. Um... But, like, the, the weapon combinations, that's cool, and how it works together, that's fun when you get into it. But the draw card for this is this is a... If you've played... If you've ever seen a run of Binding of Isaac that goes infinite, like, you kind of know what I mean when it's like this game just lets you go as far as you can. I didn't know Binding of Isaac could go infinite. It can go infinite. You can, you can get a number of... Um, items that like restart your run but keep your items right and okay. then and then you're like way super strong and then you get a whole new pool of items to pull from and yeah. and like it you the different items start stacking and then they get you just start wiping each room in one hit and then it becomes a thing where it's like every time you walk into a room or every time you fire the game lags like yeah. the game lets you go that far if you can if you could find the seam to break it yes um Vampire Survivors, it's required for you to go that far, for you to proceed, for you to win. <laughs> right, okay. So if you look at any footage, I recommend anyone just goes and looks at um, Vampire Survivors on NL's channel and just like jump into the middle of a video. And it, one, maybe not if you're photosensitive, um, <laughs> because this is like an SNES game visually and it makes some people's computers lag with how much visual information there is on screen at the entire time in terms of damage numbers on the like hundreds of enemies on screen at once and it's like every time you kill an enemy there's more behind them you kill them super fast but only if you've got enough weapons like when you get to 15 minutes it's so intense and you're constantly picking up gens to the point where it's just like like the pickup sound is just like an animal crossing character exactly exactly <laughs> or uh, or um, banjo and or kazooie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I really I. It's surprisingly addicting. It's really pleasant to watch because there's so much visual feedback. Oh, and when enemies, when like champions come that have got a lot of health and they drop a chest and you open it, it's got some of the best loot box opening animation style stuff you've ever seen. Right. To the point where it gets kind of old when you've done it enough times because it takes a while. Right. But um, then, like, it's like you open it and it gives you a free item, but then sometimes you open it and it gives you three items and that's and it's like a different colour and it takes longer and the music goes a bit longer. And then if you get five items, it does, like, fireworks at the start. It's like... It's very satisfying. Right. <laughs> Um, and it's not microtransactions or anything like that. They, the devs also added a um, an item that let me see if I can pull it up yesterday. But it's sort of uh like like a satire of um NFTs. So this was for their thirty fifth anniversary patch. That is their uh the thirty fifth day since release. Um, so they've added they've added the NFT 
In commemoration of the 35th day anniversary of the Vampire Survivors release on Steam, we decided to jump on the hottest trends in gaming and release our own NFT. And it's shown here as like a like a yellow nugget. From Game Patch 0.2.9, the Enduja Frita Tanto can randomly drop from candles slash braziers to add 10 spicy seconds to your runs. Terrible pun, great item. We're against NFT practices if that wasn't clear. <laughs> and it's just like... It's like the the spicy curry from Smash Brothers, where right, you like okay. you just shoot fire out of your mouth for like ten seconds. Yeah, right. It's very fun, and it's four bucks in Australia. It's even cheaper if you're in other places. Like, I really recommend if you're at all interested in roguelikes, if you're at all interested in um, sort of SNES style games, and if you're at all interested in like dopamine feedback, <laughs> give it a go because it's it's. I like it's dopamine quite good. feedback, and like if. The thing I've noticed is it's quite relaxing to watch someone play, like on YouTube. Mm. It's quite stressful to play because you can't stop moving. It's not it's not stressful, but you have to pay attention the whole time. Yeah, right. Um, so it's it's just not relaxing to play necessarily, but it is fun. Cool. Yeah, I, I really recommend it. Um, also been playing some Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'd spent a few weeks away from it. Came back. I play probably about four or five hours over the last few days. I think I need to play it in like slightly smaller chunks. I played it for like four hours last night. Mm-hmm. And it was getting to the point where I was like, I was starting to see the like, the the formula for each level. Um, yeah. Yeah. And because, like I said, the last time I spoke about this, they've got so much dialogue. Um, like so, so, so much dialogue. I was getting to the point where I was starting to get a bit sick of it. Because like they're constantly talking, they're constantly talking. A they, lot of times they they're never shouting. Stop. They never fucking stop talking. No, they don't, do they? Even when you're in the the ship and you're walking around, they'll still be talking to each other from other rooms, and everyone can hear each other. And like, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily bad. No, but it, I was I was getting a bit over it. I needed a little circuit breaker yesterday. Yeah, I, I think it is a like I, I remember when you spoke about it and we were talking about how it's sort of like a TV show. You might need to visit it once a week. For like an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah it's do like the the two mission chunks where it's like you leave the ship and then you come back to the ship. And yeah, you... it's the the Friday like it's it's a good Friday night show in between the Marvel shows. Yep. You just you just pop it on for a couple hours. Yeah, that was what made me um come back to playing it again. Was I uh I I watched Endgame this weekend for the first time since 2019. Um. I've been watching it with my mum for the last three years, watching the MCU to like lead up to it. Um, and so I finally got there. I was like, oh, I want to do something MCU because like, I don't mm. know, I enjoy Endgame so much. And that was just a nice, it is MCU, but it's not MCU. It's just Marvel, but it's close, but it's different. Yeah. Um, it, was really, it was really satisfying. It's really good. Um, I'm in awe of how much content there is in that game. I feel like I'm maybe halfway and like what, what, the where levels are, are long. Where are you up to? Uh, so slight spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy if you if you're interested. But I've just been sent on a mission by from the from Cosmo the dog. Uh, and so I'm on board the Nova Corps spaceship trying to find out what happened. Yeah, you're about halfway. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, if, so if, like, if it starts to get a bit much with the combat like crank the difficulty down yeah combat's not bad like they kind of throw a lot of enemies at you yeah um 
and I was remembering that there's different options for like how battle slows when you use the like tactics mode so like oh when you use people's abilities so I think when it gets a bit hectic I think I might turn it on so that the game like actually pauses so it's more like Final Fantasy 7 when I'm like choosing different abilities or um, or you turn on the setting that allows the abilities to cool down almost immediately oh and you just like you're just constantly using that all the time whenever you please wouldn't that make the huddle a bit less special it's always special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I messed one up yesterday. They were like, "What are you? Why did you about? say those words, Peter?" Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, they do like the. Well, that was a waste of time, and they just go back yeah. into it. I'm like, oh, okay. And then Peter's just listening to music on his own, and the rest don't care. Yeah, yeah. But the the real thing I've been playing this week is Hitman. Uh, so last year, Hitman 3 came out in January mm-hmm. on Epic Store exclusively. On and PC. that was on PC, yeah, uh, as well as consoles. And that was fine, um, except that when it launched, and they, they remedied it very quickly, very haphazardly, but when it launched, they had no way to transfer your account progress or um, mission progress or maps into Hitman 3 um, if you owned it on a different platform, which, spoilers, everyone did because anyone who had played it on PC didn't own it on Epic Store prior. Um, well, they might have because it was like, I think the first season was free at one point, but you know what I mean. There are a lot of people who owned it on other platforms, on it, other launches. Yeah, it was like Hitman, Hitman 2 wasn't on PC on Epic at that point. Yeah. Um, Hitman 1 was, and they gave that for free, I think, the week leading up to the launch of the game. Yeah, that makes sense. And yep. then they, And then when Hitman 2 came to PC, they also gave that out for free as well. Right. On Epic. So, on Epic, yeah. So, like, it led me being a bit sour on it because what I loved so much about Hitman 2 was when they let you take in the levels to hit of Hitman 1, like, seamlessly. Um, I mean, it was a little funky getting it to work, but then once it worked, it worked, right? And you could play all of Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 with the new briefcase stuff and um, it all was contiguous and it was really sick. I really liked it. Um, and then it was just an oversight for 3, and so Ollie and I were kind of both really soured by that launch. And we were just like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till it comes out on Steam. <laughs> and, and I think I also want to say you two are overly sour on it because it it yep. was like, it was a week or two. Like it was really, it was not very long at all. Um, no, it wasn't. It was like, but... it, there was friction and it wasn't clean, but I also had absolutely no issues transferring everything across. Yeah. And I bought the that game was... on day one. Yes, but you couldn't transfer your stuff on day one. I think you could. I think, I think you could transfer, I, but I it was. It w- but Hitman, Hitman Two wasn't on Epic at that point, so you just couldn't play those levels day one yet. I think. I think the save transfer. No, but stuff it wasn't was planned. There. Like they had to. People were like, "What the hell is this?" And they had to announce it like that day or the next day that they were working on something. Yes, that's, and then a few, yes. a few within a few days they had something, which was impressive. Yeah, but it's like, why didn't you guys do this? Like you set yourselves the precedent. And that's part of why I was so excited. And that was that was what got me, right? I was so excited for it to come out, and then I was so disappointed. Like, it was a very... It was Astroneer syndrome, you know? Yeah, but Astroneer b- broke. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this felt this felt like it was it was broke as well. This felt like it was bad. I think it was it was too harsh. It was, it was too it was it was it was not so bad. They committed no. to something late but they can yes. get to it yeah no i and i think that's fair um 
I, and I definitely think that my reaction was somewhat harsh, <laughs> but <laughs> it was, uh, it, it irked me nonetheless. So anyway, Hitman 3 came to Steam this week, right? I was like, great, I'm going to play it. I bought it. But what also happened was Hitman VR came to PC. Um, and I now have a VR headset. So Guess what I'm I doing haven't tomorrow. actually played. Yeah, it's, it's it's good. I So I haven't actually played any Hitman 3 yet. <laughs> I've only played Hitman VR this last week. But what, what levels did you play Hitman VR? So, classic me. I went back to the start. For fuck's sake, why? <laughs> Partially because I needed I needed to relearn how the game worked in VR. Uh, no, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but also because I've I've honestly I it's I haven't spent that much time in each one, because then I the other thing is I I always like the idea of streaming Hitman to the point where I just don't play Hitman. So yeah, like I've played a lot of Paris. I won't play too much Paris, but I think I I will go through in VR one by one through the levels. Unless it starts irking me, in which case I'll just jump in with the controller. Uh, or it gets um, tiring, right? Yeah, like, totally. Because it will. Um, but I, I figured out something that helps me a bit more that I had forgotten um, with uh, Hitman, which is that, or rather with VR, that having it so that you move forward based on where your head is looking really helps me a lot. So that I'm not looking forward and then like, whoa, turning my head and ve- like veering and then things feel a bit weird. Um, right. So yeah, that I, I don't do that. I have it based on controller. I have it based on I mean, controller I, forward. I mean, I've got my control stick pressing forward, but then yeah, I kind of need my head to steer my, steer me a, a bit. Yeah, no, I like uh, the. I, I, it, in my mind, I do a sort of like a car, where like I'll hold forward oh. and I'll look left, but I'll keep going. Like if I'm going north, yeah, and then I look east, I will then continue to go north even while I'm looking east. Yeah, and that's what, like, the default is. Mm. I find when I do that, though, like, my brain gets a bit confused, and then I start compensating with the stick, and then I'm, like, zigzagging across the room, and then I start feeling sick. So <laughs> I needed to combat that. Yeah. Um, It's not a seamless experience in Hitman VR. Yeah. And I honestly feel disadvantaged because I don't have a map. Like, you just don't have the map in like VR, all? which means you... Yeah. Oh, weird. Like you've got a map in the in the overall page. If you want to like look at the overall map, that's fine. But if you want to, you can, you don't have a mini map, which means which you know is really useful for like oh I know there's someone around the corner even if you can't literally see them. Mm. Um, you've also got third person right, so you can take cover and peer around corners. You are you're in you're in VR. You're in first person. You can't do that. So um, you know the first intro levels haven't been too difficult. Uh, but we'll see. We'll we'll see how it goes when I get into like the really large ones, and it kind of really matters. Um, it's also like I feel like it's harder to like. It's harder to just do things because it's much easier to bump into someone instead of strangle them, and then they're like, "Hey," <laughs> and then you have to punch them. But then when you punch them, it's based on how hard you move, and so you'll hit them, and they'll be like, "Ow, that hurt," and it's like, "No, you need to be unconscious." <laughs> Like I um, I tried to brick someone the other day in the bathroom, and I like sneaked up on them, and I bricked them, and they're like, "Ow!" and they turned around. I'm like, "Oh shit!" and I do this thing when I freak out with the VR, where I, you've got to like prime your fists to like prime to like attack, otherwise it won't do like an attacking motion. So I, I get my fists and I just I just wail on them. I just like, it's <laughs> just so silly. Um. But it's it's really it's really fun 
and it puts me in the shoes. I mean, obviously, literally, like, obviously. But, like, I can have, like, the, that game is so silly in a lot of really weird ways. And Sam came in and was like, you just strangled that person. Like, Sam just watched me, like, hold my literal hands out and, like, choke them till they're unconscious. And Sam was like, that's awful. I'm like, ah, oh, they're sleeping. It's fine. Yeah. But Sam's like, yeah, I haven't thought about how, like, you have to kind of, like, do the action. Yeah. That's kind of intense. I'm like, yeah, it, it is intense. I'm kind of not thinking about it too much. Um, but in the first level, when you're in, when you're in like the training facility and there's like a cardboard yacht that's meant to be fake Sydney, um, it's like the very first level and they're like, oh, sneak around the side, steal this worker's uniform, and then you can walk through the maintenance entrance. Um, and then there's a, there's a, a worker, uh, like a maintenance worker standing at the front of the entrance with a clipboard. And something that's awesome in this one that feels really much more personal and, and involved when you're in VR is all of the characters reacting to your outfits, right? So mm. when you're wearing something where it's like the there's like some VIP who the, the target is meeting on that level called uh, Terry Norfolk. Right. And so when you walk up to the gang gangplank, the normal entrance as Terry, the security guards, instead of saying, oh, you're not allowed here, they're like, Mr. Norfolk? And so then I'm, I'm there and I like salute them or I like wave at them. <laughs> and it happens so much, right? Because that's yeah. the game giving you the feedback that you're wearing a certain outfit. And so it happens where it's like, yeah, I see you're, I see you're busy on duty or something like that. Um, so yeah. the first time I experienced that was on this maintenance entrance with this maintenance worker holding this clipboard. And they see me walking past and they're like, hey, how's it going? Ready for the party? And I look at this guy and I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, this is, I, something something clicked right and so i just i just walk over and i and i like wave and he starts ignoring me and so i start trying to be like mr bean in my yeah. head like not not super actively but that's basically what i'm doing and i start like miming with my hands i'm yeah. like like not speaking i'm like like what you want to give me your clipboard can i have a look at the clipboard <laughs> and then I like walk over and i like like touch touch the clipboard, put my hands on the guy to the point where he's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, and I always back up, put my hands up. And the, and the clipboard just vanishes. And he's yeah. like, hmm. And then he stops being suspicious and the clipboard reappears and he starts writing down notes again. And so then I like went behind him and then like got my hands and I was like peering over his shoulder with my hands to the point where he's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, hey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did it like too much one time and he was like, it, it like got suspicious and the people in the boat started looking at me and he was like, Hey, you need to watch where you're going. And I did the Mr. Bean thing of like, you want to, it's like getting really aggressive really quickly. So I get my fist. And I'm like, Hey, you want to go? And I like punch him and he gets knocked out immediately. And he like falls down to where the water would be if it wasn't made out of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, Oh my God. And I start running through the boat, just doing that. Like that, like that quick punching thing, like left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Just on anyone who would come on near me. Just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just rampaging through the boat it worked quite well for a while too <laughs> and then i'm like all right reload the save let's do this properly <laughs> i need um, a, i need to play it in vr so badly it's, it's so fun and like when you're literally you know how you do that thing in hitman where it's like oh a wrench i'll pick that up oh a crowbar i'll pick that up oh some scissors i'll pick that up a screwdriver oh a poison oh this oh that yeah it's really fun when you're literally picking them up with your hands <laughs> And then putting them into like your your ghost inventory, your your little bubble where you like deposit them. Um, it's just so silly. It's so silly. It's so fun. It it 
glitched out on me once where I, I like took out the target with like the fiber wire, which is like you got to like get your arms ready and then like reach over their head and pull back quickly. Like that's how that works. And then I did that. And then like someone, I was in a closed room, no one could see. And then someone like two floors down saw it. I was like, what? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's so, weird. So that was annoying. Um, and there's a, a hilarious bug going around on Twitter <laughs> where it's like if you strangle someone and they like glitch out, they're like arm gets stuck in their neck to the point where the physics makes them float up to the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like really replicatable. It's like it's like all over Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Dan Reichert did it. Yeah. And that's right. Like, it's so funny. And he was like, no, no. Because <laughs> like the detective in the Dartmoor level, right? Yeah. So he did, he you did it. Really to the, need his outfit. He did it to the um. To, like, the main guy in the Knives Out-inspired level. Yeah. He did it to Daniel Craig. <laughs> How could you? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a real treat. Um, it's not perfect, but it's really fun. Like... And the it, game the, is fun. Exactly. And it ruins some of the... Some of the plausible deniability of the game. Like, some of the... Some of the, like... What is it when you buy into, to like believing that it's real, even though it's clearly suspension of disbelief? Right. Um, like I find that a bit more difficult in this, but it just kind of means I laugh at it more, which is fun. It was like I was in this room and there was the target in like the second training level, who was being followed around by the the colonel, the KGB colonel. They've all got American accents; they're all actors, whatever. Yeah. Um, and one security guard, and then I was the same security guard outfit, but none of them could figure out that I wasn't meant to be there. And so I was just standing in this room waiting for them. You got to like fiddle with their chess game or something. And um, and they came in and out a few times while I was figuring out what to do. Sort of like every thirty seconds, they'd leave and come back, leave and come back. All three of them would go and come back together. And then. I was like, oh, I'm not sure what to do here. And then the security guard and the target leave, but the colonel stays behind and goes to the toilet. I'm like, oh, great. And that's when I bricked him and he, he was just like, hey. Um, and so then I swapped outfits and then I came and I stood back again. And I'm standing there and the other two people walk in. I'm like, there's no way. There's absolutely <laughs> no way that you would have think to yourself, huh, where did that bald security guard go? And why does the colonel look and sound so different now? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no way that would work. But it's just and so I, silly. I have loved sort of to the extent where they have, like, in-universe bought into that. Yes. L- like, like th- they've really, really played with it in such a fun, such a fun way. Like, you know, the, you know, you could, like, you could be a... Uh, like, like a flamingo mascot. Yeah, that. But like you know, it's it, but it's all it's all so tongue in cheek a lot of the time. You know, it'll be like you know you could you could pretend to be a security guard and steal like you know the steal a like a a lance out of like a suit of armor set yeah. and then stab the husband of a of a you know a countess or whatever. And then you'll take his outfit and then pretend to be like her husband to her, like like oh like why is my husband like look so different or whatever and you, then you'll be like well I seem to be getting the point or whatever and then like yeah. just like well <laughs> then kill her and then like you'll find like her lover or whatever and like it's just it's they just they play into that that stupidity that is. Mm so enjoyable like if this game is yeah. serious it would not be nearly as enjoyable as it is 
Yeah, 100%. But they found the right middle ground. It's not. It's not like. It's not screwball comedy. Mm-hmm. It is no, exactly. It's 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 like, it's almost slapstick in a way. But it's in a way that they're just kind of they've just bought into their own rules, and it's like, yeah, it's like you're the only one who knows that you're not meant to be there. So like, yes, the yes. the dialogue can be. Oh, I'm so glad you're finally here. I was gonna die out there. Like, yeah, like the amount of times they pull a joke like that, um, or where. Tobias Reaper says something Reaper-ish, like they are just like the '90s James Bond films. Like it's all yeah. it's all one-liners. It's all over the top, but like because everyone there knows those rules, mm. it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, and then there's also something hilarious about the stealth mission gone wrong, where you you start throwing as many blunt objects as you can carry yes. at anyone who comes near because you're panicking because you need to hide people in a dumpster and yes. and someone comes around the corner and you and you throw a brick and they fall in the water and all of a sudden you've killed someone by accident and it's like oh well that's like I gotta yeah. keep going <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's absolutely amazing um so anyway look forward to me uh, talking about Hitman three levels in uh, six years. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy, that's about it for what I've been playing. Um, Should we give it a go? Do you want to? Do you want to do the thing? <laughs> let's let's do the thing. So, I said to pull up this link. All right. When am I pulling up the link? You can pull it up now, but don't hit play. Okay. Oh no. I understand this video may be appropriate for some users. <laughs> Oh no, Jeremy. Carry. It goes for five minutes. It does go for five minutes. Oh, all right. Well, we'll oh no, we're going to give this a go. Are we going to tell the audience what's about to happen? Yeah, sure. So, so we're going to. So, our trailer oh. came out today for the <laughs> muchly anticipated latest entry in, into the into the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh. Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, <laughs> which is not a game Carrie's looking forward to, but a game I am looking forward to. I'm the only one here who's played the demo. I, I've, played, I've played the demo. What? How far? I uh, played, uh, played one sitting and then uh, another game to play, so I was playing that instead. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't not like what I played. That's yeah, it's because you didn't get to the boss fight. Yeah, I didn't get to the boss fight. So boss fight sucked. Are you ready to watch this trailer for Final Fantasy? Sorry, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. No, Jeremy, I'm not. Good. Let's hit play on three, two, one, go. Watching risk your lives to save us made me realize something. So this is meant to have some tie into the original games, right? Original characters to like yes, it does. It is. Mia and I must survive. We must become beacons of hope among the chaos that all may look to all right, in the, times the of lads doubt. are here. The normal clothes. Oh wait, he's holding a phone. That's weird. Bravo, it, it's Jack. set in fantasy land, but just it, tell us about the crystals. <laughs> Those who are to forge the future mustn't be concerned with trivialities. And cut to the chase. Oh, this antagonist is so crap. I hate him. Tell us about the crystals. He's the protagonist. Attach 
attachments to this world. Jack. Jack. Antagonist? Yeah. <laughs> I just hate him that much. So I got some stuff to tell you about this game. Fighting's what I live for. Fighting's what I live for. <laughs> Did you defeat Tiamat? I am Sophia. Well met. All I know now oh, is that no. There's so much. Look at this. Look at these. The, this five-person fisting. Like in the prophecy. I know you don't want to hear this. Then don't say it. No can do. This was not like the rest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kraken. Oh, that's, that's Cthulhu. Yeah. With big hands. The power of fire is mine. Look how it's much so this game bosses. is. <laughs> I'm getting quite a Souls vibe from this. Right? I don't give a damn who you are. Where did I come from? Where did I come from? Oh my god. It's like a Neil Breen Jack. movie. Garland. I'm a stranger here. <laughs> of paradise. He is I'm a stranger, a stranger of paradise. Uh-huh. Sarah, I I'd like you to have this. But have my Fabergé egg. You. <laughs> You'll just forget. I won't. This trailer is all over the place. It keeps going. You haven't even reached. We haven't even reached the part yet. Oh, the egg. Now we're halfway through the trailer. What? <laughs> Is this be crazy <laughs> if you were to <laughs> I won't give up. I know we can do this together. <laughs> it's a mercy to forget. Those were your words, Jack. <laughs> I'm playing my way by Frank Sinatra. Just <laughs> yet. <laughs> the rest is up to Jack. Oh His my God! Name Jack. His name is Jack Garland. Changed for the better, Jack. Yeah, pull your phone out. Man. <laughs> Goodbye, Jack. Jack. <laughs> oh my God! He's standing in the middle of a field with his shirt. You sure about that? Of course I am. You never forget your first love. What? <laughs> this is a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Hell. I promise you. Oh boy. I won't forget. Yes, it was mine. Uh, that's right. It's gracious me. Ninja that's making this one. Yeah, Team Ninja. Oh,
overpriced on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> They've really laid into the, the cheese ball nature of this. And I mean, good on them, but oh, God almighty. I'm so I, I have a little bit more to, to, to talk to you about this game. Okay. Now, now, now this is this is still coming in a little bit, a little bit hot. Now, for, if, in for case, my knowledge in case we it. cut out that section, this is for Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. I, I, I think it's gonna stay in. <laughs> oh, I got, a, I got a pretty good feeling it's gonna stay in. Um, the, 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 the main protagonist, Jack Garland. Jack. Now, when this game was announced. Before you completely clocked out, you did notice that there was a that that this game is supposed to be set within the Final Fantasy One universe. Yes. So the I'm uh, there's going to be Final Fantasy One spoilers. Yes. Uh, the main antagonist in Final Fantasy One is Garland. Okay. So pretty sure it's going to be Jack. Yeah. Finding. And like it's about how he this this the game will be about how he succumbs to chaos magic, um and and his wife Sarah, which I believe is the woman in the trailer. So, I then went on Twitter, and saw Alec Donaldson, uh, Alex Donaldson, um who runs RPG site. Uh now I I encourage you as well, Kerry, and and everyone else to go and read the thread that he's made. But the thread is called. So let me make a thread for this. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is set in, in Final Fantasy One's world, but its stages reimagine Final Fantasy One locations as places inspired by other Final Fantasies, featuring visuals, gimmicks, music from those games, and then links an image, which is from Final Fantasy Origin, which is clearly the marker reactor from Final Fantasy Seven. Whoa! What? Like explicitly, like the marker reactor. From Final Fantasy Seven. Wow, that really is. Um, and starts showing off areas from Final Fantasy One, Final Fantasy Thirteen, the Reverend Wetlands, uh, Final Fantasy uh, Three, the 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 Sunken Shrine is the Final Fantasy Seven marker reactor stuff from Final Fantasy Twelve. Uh, Cavern of Earth, Tomb of Wraithwall, Yep. Uh, what the hell? What are they? They trying to tie them all together? I I I don't know. I I don't really know. But this also includes Final Fantasy fourteen stuff as well. It's including. Oh uh, no! It's. I was going to say it's including all the ones that have crystals, but seven doesn't really have any crystals. I mean, they all sort of have crystals. Seven's got materia. Yeah, but materia's synthetic. I th- I think I think seven goes into crystals. I could be wrong. Um, won't know because they haven't released the next part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what if? Now I'm gonna say two words for you, and you're gonna be very upset when you hear them. But like, what if? Right? You know, what if this becomes the Kingdom Hearts? Ah! Uh, <laughs> why did you have to say those words? <laughs> What do you, okay, we already what do you mean by that? I, that? That was me largely just being an idiot. But like, you know, like they seem to be like they referencing other Final Fantasy games, which is very strange. Because the, the, aside from the ones that are explicitly connected and have, you know, reoccurring characters, they are disconnected. 
Um, they have recurring themes, crystals, etc., darkness, worries of light, and as well as recurring characters like Sid and Wedge. Cactuars. Cactuars. Yeah, chocobos, etc. Moogles. Yeah. Crystals. But like locations is pretty pretty directly referential. Yeah, and they I don't know that they've really ever done that before. For Final Fantasy in particular. I, I yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Like I, I really don't know. Um But, you know, hey, Go all out, Final Fantasy. Go fucking nuts. Mm. Just pretty cool. Just, just finally, did that trailer at all, gameplay wise, do anything for you? Gameplay wise, visually, it looked much more interesting, and it, I think it's you know you're out of the opening area. Yeah. But I can't get past. I know it's going to be wrapped behind how obtuse the systems felt in the start, <laughs> where Very. you have to swap with. You have to swap between classes on the fly and you're in your your menus so often because you're getting gear all the time and then you've got to set your gear for your other classes and then you've got to set your gear for your other characters and then set your gear for your other characters and their different classes. And and then, like, so the combat's kind of tricky, a bit difficult and really varied. And then when you, you get to these cutscenes and you, you're just with this edgelord bro dude... And his other miscellaneous bro dudes. Yeah. And he he plays music on his phone. So I don't know if you saw, but while he's in the field, while My Way was playing, holding his phone, he had his earphones in. Oh, good. Can't believe they put My Way by Frank Sinatra in the Final Fantasy Edgelord trailer. Really weird. I'm very into it. That kind of makes me think they're... They're they're, re- they're leaning really 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 hard into that goofball energy, um, into that w- whatever that weird vibe it is that they're they're throwing down. Like it's not an aberration. It's not like is it a miscommunication or or a misdirection? But it's it's are these characters designed by Nomura? I don't think. So. Oh, maybe the characters are designed by Nomura. Yeah, I think his name is on the front of the demo. Right. Okay. Um, but just the, just the character design. I might be wrong, but I want to say he, he was included. He's the creative producer. Right. Like he doesn't have enough to do. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, he's not he's not directing the remake too, so. No. Mm-hmm. Like he, he he's overseeing he's overseeing the entire thing, but he's not um he's not directing the game. I think I, I think is that they're in the middle of doing their next, like whatever Kingdom Hearts Four will be or whatever the next chapter is. He got, he he frequently goes back and forth. I just I don't want it to be much longer, Jeremy. Before more Final Fantasy VII remake. This will tide you over. But look, we're gonna get sixteen before we get remake two. Uh, well, yeah. And yeah, we're not no, gonna get right. sixteen until next year. We might get it at the end of this year, but. Yeah. Nah. Um, I'm happy to let you play this and figure out its foibles and figure out if the combat system can become enjoyable. But from I really hope you have to do a guide for it. it. I really hope you have to do a guide for it. I, I have I have autonomy in my choices. I I'm good chance I might be working on a, a particular other open world games guide during that time as well. So I might just you know 
Hands are tied. Can't do anything about it. Sorry. Sorry, I, everybody. I, I hope the stars align. I don't hope the stars align because I want you to do the work that you want to do. But I really, a small part of me, hope the stars align that this is the only project you you can you are able to do at this moment. And it's like, well... <laughs> I just can't believe how much they've made me not care about this. What was that, what was that other game that Square were making that, that happened to me? The one that we didn't see for two years and they showed it was a live service game. Oh, Babylon's Fall from Platinum. From Platinum, yeah. That's coming out this year, I think. <sighs> I thought it, about it's, that. It's absolutely buried. It's yeah. Babylon's That game Fall. is that game is no press anymore. Uh, no excitement, release date, Fifth of August this Oh no, the initial release date was meant to be fifth of August last year. Right. When is it coming out? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, third of March. Are you kidding? <laughs> that's in like two months. Jeremy, that's in like a month and a week. It's the twenty fifth of January today. Oh my! February god. is next week. Oh my god! Yep. You know why no one's talking about that game, right? Because they don't want it to be a service game. No, because they didn't put out a trailer which had My Way by Frank Sinatra playing throughout half of it. You're right. If they did that, of... everybody would be talking about it. And none of the characters have headphones or a smartphone. They should either do that or have a trailer with um, uh, the fucking song from Donnie Darko in it. Mad World. <laughs> they, should do, Mad they, sh World. they should do the Gears of War 3 trailer again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. We should have a break. Definitely, I need one. Well, oh, I hope you. I hope you all enjoyed that fever dream, everyone. Um, look forward to the collaborative fever dream we'll all be having in March. I really don't want to play that game. Um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna have a break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about Activision and Xbox. Um, stick around, everybody. Uh, reset yourself. Bring yourself back to center after that weird push and pull, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. It was a day that forever will live in infamy. Uh, or perhaps just for me. He wants to be famous? I'll make him infamous! <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> That was that was a good pull. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm proud of that one. <laughs> Jeremy, I have a very important question to ask you. Yes. Where were you when Xbox bought Activision Blizzard King? In bed. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I was in bed and I like rolled I I fell asleep quite early that night. Okay. I think I fell asleep at about 3 or 4 p.m. That night? That's that's not nice. <laughs> like, as in, like, I, I, I was very tired, and so, like, I, I, I went to bed and had, like, a, had, like, a bit of a sleep. Like, like a an afternoon snooze, I think, is, is what I would call it. Um, How long for? Like, maybe, like, two hours. Okay. Because um, I... Like, my phone started blowing up because I had, like, four or five people, like, message it to me as it was happening. Yeah. Uh, including you posting it in Discord. 
and I like rolled over and like I it was like it was like getting a shot of adrenaline in the ass. Like I like yeah. I like yeah. woke the fuck up. And like it was such like a I can't believe it. I I just I this this is like this is like a a history changing moment for the entire industry, right? This is mm-hmm. like a there is no going back from this. You cannot mm-hmm. put the genie back in that bottle. Um Yeah. What were what yep. were you doing? Were you were you were you on the toilet? Were you <laughs> Oh man, just the, the quality of the, the poo that it, no, no, I wasn't. Um, yeah. um <laughs> backed out of that. That yeah, wasn't happening. Backpedaled out of that. It didn't that happen. It didn't happen. Um no, I was sitting at my desk, Sam and I were both staying up too late. It was like midnight. Um and I saw bloody Xbox's news thing being retweeted on on Twitter, like as it was happening. Yeah. So like before the states had woken up. Yeah. But like after most people in Australia had gone to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And I just saw it and I was like, like I got, I got chills for a second. Like I had chills go down. I was just like thinking about it. I was like, what? Like it's so big. And I, and like Sam and I were like, like having like a half conversation, like kind of, talking about this, talking about that. Sam just finished her sentence and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> like, I was just speechless for a minute. Like, uh, can you imagine, and you know, like, I know this is an oxymoron, but imagine being an Australian, like, games press person with a yes. consistently good sleep schedule. Because ah. they, they would have been asleep by this point. Yeah, so... Maybe, but, like, uh, I, I, know those people, I, know, <laughs> I, well, I know those people don't actually exist because, like, they don't. Because the news doesn't run to Australia time. Well, that, but also, like, most games press people, like, have got, like, they're on Twitter until very late anyway. Yeah. Imagine having to, like, wake up and then write something about this. Because, like, like I, no one no one saw this coming. This, this, was, no. this, this was not a thing that was, like, I, I, so I'm in uh, Jeff Grubb's Discord. And usually, like, stuff will get put there like, you know, a few days prior or a week or a week prior for certain things. Sometimes a lot more, it depends on what it is. This was happening like a bad end. like I went back through the messages to see if anyone yeah. was calling it prior. Like people were calling it an hour before it happened. Mm. But it was like that it was super fucking close. And then Xbox just posts it. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. We've got we've got a couple of uh, sort of sources here um, that go over. Um, well, one of them's like the original announcement. Yeah. Uh, so, but what we'll do, we'll do that now for everyone who hasn't necessarily seen this. I'm going to read all of Xbox's posts and then a couple of tweets and stuff like that from things that have happened over the last couple of days. Because, like we said at the start of the episode, this happened at the very, like, the evening that we recorded the podcast that day. Like, it was, like, 12 hours later. Yeah. Um, so there's been a whole week of developments on this. So I'm, I'm just going to read Phil Spencer's uh, article. Feel free uh, to abridge it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this goes. So uh, the headline is, Welcoming the incredible teams and legendary franchises of Activision Blizzard to Microsoft Gaming. Creators of Call of Duty, Warcraft, Candy Crush, Tony Hawk, Diablo, Overwatch, Spyro, Hearthstone, Guitar Hero, Crash Bandicoot, Starcraft, and more join team xbox 
And that's just, that's not even the article. That's the like, that's the like byline. As a team, we are on a mission to extend the joy and community of gaming to everyone on the planet. We all know that gaming is the most vibrant and dynamic form of entertainment worldwide. We've experienced the power of social connection and friendship that gaming makes possible. As we pursue that mission, it is incredibly exciting to announce that Microsoft has agreed to acquire Activision Blizzard. Over many decades, the studios and teams that make up Activision Blizzard have earned vast wellsprings of joy and respect from billions of people all over the world. We are incredibly excited to have the chance to work with the amazing, talented, and dedicated people across Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, Beanox, Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon Studios, Infinity Ward, King, Major League Gaming, I didn't know they owned that, Radical Entertainment, Raven Software, Sledgehammer Games, Toys for Bob, Treyarch, and every team across Activision Blizzard. I'm just going to stop it there. It, it's 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 unfathomable, right? Like there are so many. Like for for a very long time, Blizzard and Activision were. Okay, actually, I can put it this way: Activision is, is a game company my dad knows about. Right. Yes. Right. Like you know, he knows about a handful of game companies, aside from you know companies that are larger than games like Sony or Xbox. Right. He knows about Activision. He knows about EA. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft? No. Maybe a bit of a stretch. Yeah, he wouldn't. Yeah. Um, th- like, this is like a... This is a gigantic company. Like, let's let's even remove Activision Blizzard King from it. Sure. Let, even if this was just Xbox buys Call of Duty, that mm. would be, like, earth-shattering. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's everything else I've, I've read up until now. StarCraft, Overwatch, Diablo, Crash, Guitar Hero, Hearthstone, Candy Crush, Warcraft, Tony Hawk. Like, it's, it's absolutely nuts. So I'll, I'll read on a bit more here. It's not too long, actually. So Until this transaction closes, Activision Blizzard and Microsoft Gaming will continue to operate independently. Uh, this is an addendum I'm just adding in here. The information we've gotten since then has said that the deal is expecting to close during 2023. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's going to be a while yet. Yeah. Once the deal is complete, the Activision Blizzard business will report to me as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. That's Phil Spencer. Which is also Upon new. He wasn't... I that wasn't a position... That's right. ...that existed prior. He was head of Xbox yeah. before this, I think. And now he's CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Yes, which is like... Th- this. This will put him on... On, on a higher board now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, we've known that he can do that. Like we've thought oh. of him as that, but now, yeah, he is definitely going to be on another level. Yeah. Um, upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games coming from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. So that, that's going to be like a hundred games or more. <laughs> we oh, also announced more. today... Yeah, yeah. We also announced today that Game Pass now has more than 25 million subscribers. As always, we look forward to continuing to add more value and more great games to Game Pass. Uh, The fantastic franchises across Activision Blizzard will also accelerate our plans for cloud gaming, allowing more people in more places around the world to participate in the Xbox community using phones, tablets, laptops, and other devices. Uh, I'm going to skip this bit. Uh, This bit's important, considering all of the controversy that's been happening with Activision this last 
half a year, and we'll, we'll get into that as well. But uh, just to bring this up, as a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming, among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with, with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard. So that's them very quietly saying, we will make sure they're doing things right for those that are looking for a very, for anything, who are trying to read between the lines to see that. It's so quiet though that it's it's pretty Yeah, th- this, is, this is not a commitment to anything. This is a... No, it's not. This is a like wait and see yeah we're not going to talk about how bad it is because this is meant to be positive and it's not bad press but also for those who are looking for it here it is uh and that's basically it just one last paragraph there and then a picture of the gaming the xbox gaming leadership team with phil spencer at the top and then a bunch of other executives many of whom are women which is great half more than maybe more than half so like cool but you know bunch of rich people as well so <laughs> um yeah, not a whole lot of people of color in there as well yeah that yeah no you're right yeah so that's the that's the foundation of this yeah um sony has since come out and made a bit of a statement um and it's basically the line is this long we expect that microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure activision games are multi-platform that's basically it. And that's because their stock, like Sony's stock went down like 8% or something. Yeah, but like of, none of that shit fucking means anything, right? No, because like, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll rebound and that'll be all right. But yeah. like they had to address it. Yeah. Um, and then Phil put out a tweet uh, probably four days ago saying, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honour all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Oh, Sony is f- an important part... part oh, oh, to be a fly on the wall of that call. Could you imagine... Oh, imagine being on the video call between Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan. And their ten lawyers each. Oh, sure. Like, you know, there'd be a lot of people on that call, but could you imagine, like, the, like... The ice-breaking, like... So how's your week been? Like, imagine the, like... <laughs> You've been busy, kind of fucking yep. like that would have been that would be so strange. That would be so whether it would be polite or terse or yeah, no, I know. Like I'm mean. sure it would be polite, but like you know, it would just be so like such a such a dynamic change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second half of this, Sony is an important part of our industry, and we value our relationship. So. This raises a lot of questions, and a lot of them have been being asked over this week, and they have been uh, answered by... All We're here to answer them all. Exactly. We're here to answer exactly. all Definitively. Uh, but basically, we've, what we've done here is, like, we've written down a few things that are, like, conversation starters that we've seen during the week or that we want to make sure we touch on. Yeah. Um, and so the first one I've got here is what will be the first thing, and I think Jeremy came up with this, what will be the first thing that Microsoft does when the deal closes? Shut down Blizzard Activision. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, can Overwatch 2 <laughs> announce Overwatch 3? <laughs> Make all the Overwatch characters like Vince Voodoo characters. Um, I think, okay. like, there's a, a, a Xbox deep cut. That's okay. the that that's the game Phil Spencer worked on. Is that is this like Blasto? It's not. It's not is this as the ob- Xbox equivalent. It's, it's not as obtuse as Blasto. Blasto was more obtuse. Um, like uh, you know, and I think the answer is put them on Game Pass, right? But yeah, like, so it, like, it wasn't even that clean for Bethesda. It kind of was for a while. No, like there, there, were, there were a bunch of games that went on Game Pass immediately. When everything closed, like there was some of the Wolfenstein's, the Doom twenty sixteen wasn't on there, but sure, a bunch of the but old then Wolfenstein's. Within a month, they were there. I think it was longer than that. I think it was like a good like four or five months where they were like waiting to then put up. Like it was, it was like a second wave of of games that were put on mm. Game Pass. Um, well, and that and that ties into something that Phil says here as well in the in the original document. Upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can. Yes. Implying that it's not going to be everything. Implying no. that they'll they'll put whatever they can in there, but stuff that's tied to, say, for example, Crash is part of the PlayStation Plus collection. Maybe part of that is that it doesn't go other places. Maybe. Like, maybe. Like, maybe it isn't, but maybe there's some deal like that where it's like, oh, yeah, you're on PlayStation Plus collection and it's being to you're not anywhere else. Yeah. And, you know, that's probably part of what Sony is alluding to, not just Call of Duty, um, but like, hey, we have an agreement here along with Call of Duty 3 Black Ops being as a part of PlayStation Plus collection as well. We have an agreement here. This is on our collection. Blah, 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 blah. Maybe yeah. something like that. Um, but yeah, how, like it'll be as many Call of Duties as they can fit going all the way back to your like some of the original, like maybe Call of Duty 1, 2, and 3. I could say um, because they, e- Xbox has that backwards compatibility. They're probably working on it right now. Yeah, um, get them all certified. So that, so as many of the old games as they can, they've got running through their emulator, and they can they can drop it. Um, you know, and all the three sixty games as well. So that's what's that? That's a dozen Call of Duty games. Yeah, which is nuts. Because a lot of so many people want to go back and experience the nostalgia of that, right? Like, can you imagine the power of just being able to go? I'd love to play the Black Ops campaign right now, you know. Or I'd love to, I'd love to go back and play the original Modern Warfare, um, without having to pay for the remaster or without having to get it at my Xbox 360. Mm. Like, instantly, it's it's there for everyone because those have remained classically quite expensive on pc storefronts and stuff like that on digital storefronts yeah like because I, I i have looked to like oh maybe i want to buy modern warfare 2 on pc like no it's still like a 60 dollars game yeah right it's ridiculous and ri- and the multiplayer servers are now riddled with uh hackers and glitches yeah. and stuff so yeah the first thing they do is yeah it's it's going to be get everything they can on game pass which is going to be Crash Trilogy, Spyro Trilogy, Crash Team Racing, Tony Hawk Remasters. Uh, it's going to be Overwatch. As many Diablos as they can fit on there. Well, it's the thing. The, you know, do, do they start putting in StarCraft 2? Do they put yep. in, you know, how does what does the future of World of Warcraft look like, a game that requires a subscription? Here's a, here's a question for you. What happens to Battle.net? Yeah. Does it just get folded into the Xbox app and then 
close. I mean, maybe not. Like, I, I, think I, I, I don't. Huge, I don't but. think so. I think. I think Battle.net is already. It it's already got too many users. You don't want to like. You don't want to break that. Yeah, um, like the amount of people opening Hearthstone every day, or World of Warcraft, or Warzone, even on PC. Yeah, yeah, no, and I think like, you're right. and and they'll fold those games into Xbox as an option. Right, sort of like the way EA Play hooks into the Xbox app, where it's like you you like download it through the Xbox app on Game Pass, and that'll take you to Battle.net. I was thinking more akin to the game, like you, you like you connect your Xbox and your and your Battle.net accounts through like a merging thing, they'll be right. linked, and then you can just launch those games directly through the Xbox app. Mm. Um, because eventually they will want to make it one unified thing. Because they don't want like you know like the Xbox app is designed to get you to play, like designed to get to show you. The the next big game that they've brought out, you know, right? Like they would want. Like their goal here is to get the people that play Hearthstone to open up their game launcher and see Starfield as an option to play, yeah, and play that, yeah. or Hitman Trilogy, or Nobody Saves the World, or whatever else. Or, or no, like or. specifically Starfield because that's the other one they bought, right? They want those Not mergers true. to to push each other. You know, they yeah. want the folks that that will play the Elder Scrolls Six to try Warzone. Um, and so they'll they'll want the option there for all of those to be there, mm-hmm. um, and the, 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 they they wouldn't want people to be stuck inside of Battle.net. The issue is, Battle.net is already it's got so many fucking people, right? It's got yeah. so many active yeah. users, um, millions and millions and millions and millions. Yeah. Something to bring up is I'm. 100% certain that uh, Xbox's dedication to releasing new games day and date on Xbox Game Pass will extend to these games once the deal closes. Yep. New games from this library. Mm-hmm. So Xbox is going to become the place to affordably get the newest Call of Duty every year. There are going to be so many people who, if they've got the option on a PC or an Xbox, even if they already own it on PlayStation, there's so much cross-play available now on those systems that people are just going to go to Game Pass if they can. If they've got a PC that'll run it, or if they've got an Xbox that'll run it, they'll they'll open it there rather than pay $100, $120 to play it on PlayStation 4 or 5. So, how, how much is a year of Game Pass? Uh, I don't know Game Pass on Xbox on its own. PC Game Pass is $11 a month, so that's $130 for the year, right. roughly. So... $5 more expensive than buying the newest Call of Duty on PS5. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of decision making there. No, there isn't because it gives you everything. It gives yeah. you whatever you want. Yeah. It gives you all of Bethesda's back catalog, all of Xbox's back catalog, all the third-party stuff they have rotating in and out of there, all the indies. If you and buy then- two Activision games a year, you are better off just paying for Game Pass. Yeah. From here on out. Yeah. The only time that becomes less appealing is if you don't have a PC that'll run it, you don't want to play it on PC, and you only have a PlayStation 5 to play Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, that kind of pretty neatly brings us into the, the first question I asked myself when thinking about all this, or one of the first ones, which is, does Call of Duty stay multi-platform, or will it become exclusive? And that's... 
the, the answer is yes. That question this week. And like, and the answer is yes, right? Like, I think that I I can see. Like, I I think Call of Duty will continue to stay multi-platform. I agree. But do they do they want to then do additional Call of Duties that are not, or some aspects of Call of Duty that are not? Yeah. So some some questions I've heard asked is, does Warzone stay on PlayStation, but then to get the campaign and zombies mode, all the other stuff, all the, the annual release stuff, you can't get that on PlayStation necessarily? Or yeah. um, is it that like you're, you're only going to get certain skins or certain um, bonuses on Xbox through Game Pass um, that PS5 isn't going to be able to get, but we'll see in-game in Warzone and in multiplayer? Yeah. Um, like, you're never going to see Call of Duty at a PlayStation conference ever again. No. That's for certain. Never. Um, Unless they have a deal for the next two more that was already put in place. Because at that point, sure. it's, it's another death loop. And Yeah, death loop or, uh, or Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think you, you can't ignore the fact that the PlayStation fan base still has probably more than a hundred million users. Well, maybe not quite, because they've only they only sold like 125 million PS4s, right? So let's say at, let's say half of that right. is probably more, but let's say half of that are active Call of Duty players in the last generation. Sure. That's 60,000 60, players who have fronted up and bought straight up with a full price or a half price, even paying fifty dollars for a full game. Is, seems expensive in comparison to pay, buying it on Game Pass. And I think it would be silly for Xbox and Activision to negate those millions of people paying paying $50, 80 $100, $120 each to mm. play their games. Like, like, yeah, you want them on Game Pass. You want as many people as you're going to get on Game Pass. And for those people who have that option, they're going to do that. But for the people who don't have that option, you get to charge them plenty and take a cut every time yeah yeah and you know like six whatever like 600 million call of duty players that is let's say 60 60 million 60 million 60 million yeah. sorry you said 600,000 before um and i was like it's more than that did i yeah um oh no i meant 60 million oh yeah, my bad yeah. 60 million 600 million <laughs> God, that that's an actual war. Um, the the yeah, sixty million Call of Duty players on another platform is like you follow that money. Like you don't you don't cut that out because no, you don't you don't throw it away. In the same way that we're saying you don't get rid of Battle.net, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Because like those games in Battle.net, they've only ever been there, right? Like imagine the. So, so here's the thing. Back when, back when I worked in retail and games, I was telling many people about Game Pass who had never heard of it before. Like that was the thing that I was consistently doing. Whenever anyone was buying an Xbox, whenever anyone who was buying, uh, you know, buying a, a game that's on Game Pass, I would let them know, yeah. hey, it's actually on Game Pass. You don't have to buy the game, buy the subscription, just play it there. Probably did you know no favors for 
you know, the, the, the company that I worked at or whatever. Or <laughs> no, your performance indicators. Ah, whatever. <laughs> um, exactly. The, you know, I, I was like, I was semi pitching it to these people because it was the thing that they should be buying, right? Um, and Game Pass is still in that window. Game Pass is still in that fence, I feel like, at the moment where, like, for the time being, it's getting there, but it's not a household name. Yep. It's not a, it's not an Xbox as a name. It's not a Call of Duty as a name, and it's not a like it's not, it's not even a, it's not even Activision as a name, right? It's not a thing that people know about who don't know anything about games. When it should be in terms of the folks that would benefit the most are the folks that don't know about it. Yep. Um, and now. I like every ad for Call of Duty in the like starting from 2023 is going to be play it day one on Game Pass. Play it day one on Game Pass. Play it for play it for $12 a month on Game Pass. Every it, it, ad is going to be that. It, it it's it's not even going to be that. It's going to be uh play it at no additional cost on Game Pass. That's what they're really going to have to do because like Well, no, cuz they're going to want new people to come in for it, right? So they're sure. not going to say no additional cost. No, but it's going to be as in like play it now at no additional cost with Xbox Game Pass. Right, cuz that well, what then what they're going to be terrified of is thinking that they are start going to start charging a monthly fee for Call of Duty. Which is what they do not want. Right. Especially cuz Warzone is free, right? They don't want to immediately start thinking that they're going to start charging you for the free game. It it it's it's True. gonna it, it's gonna be a it's really be... tight balance for them to push this into into the gate that they want everyone to go through. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It might be a, it might be slow. It it, it it will be slow, and I think that's why we haven't seen it in the in the explosion that they could have done for marketing for Game Pass because it's gonna be such a like it, it's a slow burn of making sure people understanding what the product is. Which is difficult. Um, yeah, for sure. What I think they might market even more, at least in some areas, some territories, as they like to say, is the like the play this now and you don't have to download it for Warzone. Right. So like, you uh, you think that this Activision uh, acquisition is going to be a bigger boost for X Cloud? as that becomes more viable in the future. Like, like n- not bigger than what it's going to be for Game Pass, because Game Pass is already its own thing in comparison to what xCloud is at the moment. But, like, you know, th- the biggest complaint that anyone gets who works in retail about Call of Duty is the fucking download times are too big, it's too long. Whenever I want to go and play Call of Duty Warzone, I have to download a 60 gigabyte update and I don't get to play my game because I have to download a giant update every time I play it and it maxes out and, my internet. And I can only have two other games installed on my hard drive. Yeah, right. Yeah, Call of Duty takes up a third of my hard drive's internal capacity. And so what it will be is a... I can now play this game and then not play it and it hasn't taken up any extra space on my hard drive. It's been the equivalent of watching Netflix the entire time bit more the netflix of games mm-hmm. and you know i didn't have to update it i could play immediately 
you know, like I, I've only got one day a week to play with my friends because we all are doing like full-time jobs, right? Like, you know, my, all my friends have got kids, you know, therefore I can't sit around and babysit my kids while also babysitting the Xbox to make sure that it consistently updates Warzone all the time. Mm-hmm. It's that I can now play with my friends who live on the other side of the country um, and we don't have to decide when to update the game. We can just play it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be, like, that's going to be massive. And, like, an extension of that is going to be, you know, the times where you get sick of the Battle Royale formula. You're like, oh, man, I could just really go some... You could just really go playing some Black Ops 2. Bam. You're yeah. all in. You're all signed in with your Xbox account. You're all straight into the Black Ops 2 lobbies. I, I will say... I will say I don't think... I don't think xCloud supports backwards compatibility yet. Really? I, um, I think it's only Xbox One and Xbox series games i don't think there are 360 games on there i could be wrong interesting i'll have to check that yeah no I, that's interesting I, I don't remember seeing 360 games on there um but like yeah it's it that is go- that is going to be a massive thing and you know this is the you know this is the thing that like i'd like to point out i called this many 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 months ago maybe what, Activision may- playing, uh, Xbox no 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 i didn't i didn't call this at all. <laughs> well, no what, what i did call over a year ago was that Xbox will put out a stick, which is the Game Pass X Cloud stick? Oh, sure, yes, and, no, and it'll be. I, I it'll, do see that happening. It'll be packaged in with a controller. It'll be the. It'll be like what actually. It'll be the final bullet in Stadia's, like <laughs> dead corpse. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll <laughs> be an, an, corpse. Sorry, it'll be an additional bullet in Stadia's corpse, <laughs> um, which is like yeah, like you don't even need the Xbox. You yeah, like a two hundred dollar bundle. You get the controller. You get th- like a three month Game Pass Ultimate subscription. I, th- I think it'll be cheaper. I think I think they'll uh, yeah I, they'll take an initial loss. It'll be one hundred fifty dollars with a controller. Yeah, that'd be that'd be sick. I have no idea how hardy the hardware haha, would need to be for like a streaming device like that. But yeah, if they can if they can get that cheap, well, if they can go even further and integrate it into a Chromecast. Right. Ooh, just an app. Well, like like Stadia does it through browser, right? Yeah. Um, Chromecasts don't have that that talking ability. They don't have that feedback where you could connect like a, a an accessory to it, a device to it, like a controller for feet for for input and output. Like, I thought I thought you could do Stadia through Chromecast. I think you were meant to be able to do it on the brand newest ones. But right, I think okay. it was also like an update that didn't come out at launch and so no one found out. If it That's worked. right. And then they brought out another Chromecast which didn't have the support. That's right. That yeah. was what happened. That's right. They accident- they they shot themselves with the gun. Um, again. <laughs> again, again, again. Um, yeah, like it'll be, yeah, you know, and then, you know, they're, they're pushing the play games on the phone. I don't know if that's going to be as... You know, I suppose folks who play Fortnite and like Call of Duty Mobile on their phone are really going to be into it. I don't know how like viable that is for most of the Blizzard stuff or yeah. like, most of the Activision stuff. You know, playing playing Crash on the phone might be cute, I guess. Yeah, Diablo um, at a push. Yeah, at a you know, if you got a if you got a big phone, um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't play World of Warcraft on there. <laughs> or I think that's who they're gearing that that mobile connection towards. Like, you don't want to play Hades on anything smaller than a Switch screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's a zoomed out game, but people say it feels great. And I think the only people saying that are the people with iPhone 13 Pros. So, like, yeah. and the backbone attachment. 
Yeah. And, you know, like they're already in that mobile market now with buying King, right? Like that is a massive, yep. that's a massive thing. I don't know what changes there. I don't well, know. it means it means that King can make. They've, they've, it means they've got a, a really strong mobile division to make mobile games for whatever they want: Gears, Halo, Age of Empires, like Starcraft, um, Warcraft, Hearthstone. That's already on there. When was the last time you did a uh, you did a fresh install of Windows? I upgraded my computer four months ago, and I didn't even do a fresh install of Windows. Then. Right, I really okay. should have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, when you do, you start to get ads for, hey, do you want to install Candy Crush? Like, Fuck. inside of the, inside of the, um, the start menu. Right. Like, you know where your shortcuts are supposed to be? Like, there's, there's an ad in there for Candy Crush. Yep. Um, it might just be a pack-in now. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. Right pretty intense it reminds it also reminds me of um recently when take two bought zynga for what seven billion something something like that um, yeah really recently uh yeah that was recently and you know it's like oh cool that means take two can start putting whatever ips they want into that system if they want to do that but also just make bank on whatever Zynga's doing next and and help keep them afloat and they can help each other and but also i don't know yeah. Take-Two Take- has a mobile division now is the, is the big deal. Yeah, they could put the GTA remasters on phones. Um, the, like... What games are immediately going to leave other platforms, I guess? So, that like, leads to another one of my questions here, which I was just, th- I was just remembering we should, we should check back in with these. What will and will not become exclusive? Yeah, right? Because, like... What, what gets taken away from other platforms? What stays? Okay, here's, I think, a, a really good one to pick at be considering the time frame it's supposed to be releasing in, which is um, Overwatch 2. Okay. Do we see that one coming to PlayStation? It's tricky, right? Because all of these games are huge. Yeah. Even Crash and Spyro, like, absolutely massive multi-platform games. Crash and Spyro, like, still in my head, are PlayStation games. Well, they came, these remasters that came out this last generation, they came out first on PlayStation. Did they? Maybe not Spyro, but Crash definitely did. It was just on PlayStation for a little bit. Oh, the remasters. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant... Yeah, but, like, the... Yes, but the new Crash Bandicoot was multiplat. That's true. And yeah. I think Spyro was multiplat to begin with. Um, but, yeah, it still had that lingering exclusivity. Um, like, I don't know what the line is because that, that logic we used just then for Call of Duty, where it's like, they've got so many millions of players all paying like straight up front costs for the game. Yeah. How small does that user base have to be for them to ignore that and cut users out of the market in order to drive more users towards Xbox and Game Pass? Well, that was like there were there were some tweets from Jeff Grubb where he was saying any any uh, loss of profits that they would be getting from uh, was it any loss of profits? Jeremy's trying to stare at his window. You got a delivery or something? No, it's just some dude looking at me through the window, looking at you. Like yeah, like just looking at my house. Like not yeah, he walked away. Good. It was, it was just some dude that was just standing at the standing at the fence looking. Anyway. 
Uh, Jeff Grubb was saying that any loss of potential profits that they would be getting from uh, PlayStation, uh, they are eating a cost which is wrapped into Game Pass's marketing right. cost, which makes sense, right? You know, because, like, what they're doing is they're pushing people into, like, their gates, saying, like, hey, if you really wanted this... It's over here. Yeah. We'll welcome you, but you got to come over. Um, so, okay, I don't, so then we... I don't know how they decide that. I don't know yeah. what the, like, uh, Call of Duty is the obvious one because of how many people are there. I yeah, it's, it's one of the biggest games of the year, every year, for the last, for my entire adult life and before. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's one of the biggest games ever. It, and it's one of the biggest game franchises of all history. There's, there's no comparing Call of Duty. Mm. There's just, there's, there's almost nothing like it. Yeah. So then when we look at Overwatch or we look at Crash Spyro and Tony Hawk, all of those remasters, or None of them are um, that none of them are that. And I don't think I don't think any of them are big enough to actually warrant it. I, I think you're right. Because like, you know, Overwatch, Overwatch be the had closest. millions and millions of users. Yeah. But not not like maybe a hundred million on each platform kind of numbers. Like yeah. maybe a dozen million on each platform, which is still ridiculous, but mm. Yeah, man. I don't know. It, it might just be everything except Call of Duty leaves and goes Xbox exclusive. It might be everything except Call of Duty because yeah. Starfield isn't going to be on PlayStation. The next Elder Scrolls probably won't be on PlayStation. Yeah. And if that's the kind of market size they're willing to cut out, yeah, the yeah. only thing I the only thing I see being above that is Call of Duty. I, I, I would say that, yeah, like, I think the the next biggest franchise they have below Call of Duty currently that would have potentially been on other consoles was Elder Scrolls Six. Yep, 100%. And, and that one is not coming to PlayStation. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Shit's fucked. That's unbelievable. It's so wild. It's so wild to think that. So wild you to think about what the things you could do with $69 billion. Yeah, I, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, just think, right? You remember the start of the PS4 generation? How Xbox lost before they even launched, right? Yeah. And yeah. Then everyone was like getting PlayStations. But there wasn't anything for them yet. Like, the best PlayStation mm. exclusive was, like, 2015 Bloodborne. And that's been, like, a slow burn in terms of popularity. The people who played it loved it. But I I don't want to say it sold billions of copies. Like No, it's a, it's a, at the end of the day, it's still a FromSoft game. Like, it's still, yeah, a, exactly. it's, still, it's still not a very accessible game. And that's seven years ago when it was in its... When the series was younger than it was, like... More than half its age, yeah. Um, back then, or rather, less than half its age from it is now to back then. Oh my god. Um, so, but what PlayStation was great for was third parties. Destiny, Call of Duty, obviously, everyone went there because it yeah. was the place to be. Ubisoft games, the sports games, like like games exactly. were, games are coming out. There just wasn't like they weren't PlayStation games. Exactly. And so it it but. Because of Xbox's bundled, bungled launch, um, <laughs> it became the, the de facto third-party base of operations. 
so then what happens at the start of the next console generation when Sony doesn't necessarily have all their exclusives lined up yet, or they're still trying to go across multi-platform. They've got, they've still got some sports games. So they've got, they've got FIFA, they've got NBA, assuming EA doesn't get bought out by Xbox as well between now and then. Um, which, which I don't see it happening. And they've got Call of Duty, but after that, like they, like Crash 5 comes out, not on PlayStation. Spyro 4, newest Spyro game to ever come out in 20 years, 25 years, not on PlayStation. I mean, maybe, we, we don't know. We don't Tony know Hawk, maybe new Guitar Hero, not on PlayStation. Overwatch yeah. 2, not on PlayStation. I, I am going to preface by saying new Crash Bandicoot, new Spyro, and new Tony Hawk, I don't think actually get made under Activ- Activision Blizzard owning itself. I don't see Blizzard Activision on its own independently creating Crash 5. The Spyro thing, who knows? Like Spyro apparently did pretty well in its remake, but I don't think it was well enough for them to warrant another one. And oh, that's the thing. All of those studios got folded in into Call of Duty support. Into yeah. Um like I think the only one that that had a chance was the Tony Hawk three and four remakes, but even then it's who knows. It's hard to tell. Yeah. That studio got folded in straight after Tony Hawk released as well. So Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like there will be still that there still be there still will be multi-platform games coming to PlayStation, but it it will be fewer because like Sony will also acquire. Yeah, Sony will double down. Like they have been slowly acquiring, no, on nothing, no, near to this extent, but, no. but individual studios over the past twelve months. Yeah, but it will um, be so like they, like they will acquire have more exclusives. A, they will acquire a Square Enix or a Ubisoft by the end of the year. Wow, or maybe the end of next year. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know how flush for cash they are at the moment. Um, yeah, like a who knows. Wouldn't it be fucked if they bought Nintendo? It would be, but I don't think they could. I don't think they can either. And I don't think Nintendo can really buy up that much at the moment either. Maybe they buy like, Sega. It's so interesting. Like with this one move, with Microsoft's money that they earn through all this other stuff, pumping it into Xbox, they've they've elevated xbox into a different tier that didn't used to exist before in this industry yeah like all of a sudden xbox is now competing xbox not microsoft xbox is now competing with amazon and google in so many different avenues streaming and 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 uh games supplying games and and games on demand right like the 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 next big fight it's absolutely wild. So a couple of things here. What changes for the studios behind Activision Blizzard? So I think we've kind of touched this. Does Call of Duty stay annual? We haven't we haven't answered that. And the answer is um, no. They will not. They 100% so, will not. I'm not so sure about that one. So like the reason why Activision got bought for as much as it does is because it makes as much money as it does because Call of Duty is as annual as it is and gets bought every year. They don't buy it to then all of a sudden make those studios start making less money for them, right? That's where Warzone comes in. True. Um, internally, inside of Activision, they were already looking at not making Call of Duty annual because they, the, like, the, they they were not they were not able to cut it. Like, it, it well, w- yeah, and they're not seeing the return. Th- they're not seeing the return on that anymore. Do they charge for 
Call of Duty on Xbox anymore as a thing you can buy outright? Who knows? Yes, yes, definitely. You, you, you still think so? Yeah, because there are still millions of gamers who don't have an internet connection or do have an internet connection, but it's not that flush or can, do have an can, internet connection, you, but can, it's it's spotty. Can you play Black Ops Cold War without an internet connection? Yeah, it's single player. I don't know. I had to download half of that. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah. But it's like, once you get that download, it can be offline, but that's a good point. <laughs> you like, can't like get a 70 gigabyte download. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like the first, like, 25% of the campaign is on disc. Yeah. I, f- I forgot that. Um, um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, I don't know if they're ready to stop charging for things, but I think they're getting there. Um, but Xbox, the thing is, coming under Xbox, Xbox might not be ready to do that yet. And they might put a stop to Activision. They might say, you need to optimize these games, pals, and make them still sizable, but like, this is ridiculous. We need to fit them on disc. I, I don't. I don't think so. They, they haven't. Like, I don't think they've ever cared about that. Not anymore. Um, I think like, I, I think Call of Duty stops being annual, but I think they they double down on the size of Warzone and they make it a they make it a, a Fortnite competitor. You know, th- they want they want f- uh, Warzone to be in the news when an event happens, like Fortnite is. You know, yeah. Call of Duty goes in the news when it's like, hey, a bunch of dumb shit happened or like, hey, I can be Ghostface from Scream. You know, I could be fucking, yeah. I could be John Rambo. Yeah. Um, or uh, a shipment of, of new Call of Duty games got stolen in Britain. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I don't think, I don't think they, they stay annual. I think it would be good for those studios if they weren't, if they yeah. had more time to make those games, or alternatively, if they could bring in different studios to make those games for a turn. Give the Gears studio a, a go at Call of Duty. Give the Call of Duty studios a, a go at Gears. Like, I, I don't, or, I don't like think like a new IP happen. or something. Like those studios need to. They, I, I don't they, think they, I, they're going to burn out. I don't think that'll happen. But I, 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 as far as I can tell, there, there are there are rumblings of another Master Chief collection style remake for another Microsoft property. Interesting. Which I believe will. I'm assuming it'll be Gears. I don't know what else it would be. No, neither do I. Um, I'm assuming it'll be you know, the Marcus Phoenix collection, which doesn't roll off the tongue nearly as much as the Master Chief collection. Um, or Nathan Drake collection. Or Nathan Drake it's, it's an it's an extra syllable. Marcus Phoenix. Yeah. But maybe it's two two, not two one. Maybe you get to be Dave Batista in all of them this time. Did you do that? Yeah, you could be you could be Dave oh, Batista. Oh, because there's that wrestling pack in five, right? Yeah. You could be it, Xavier Woods too. Yeah, in through through the entirety of five, you can not be Marcus Phoenix and you can be Dave Batista. You play you play bloody Laura Bailey's character in five. Oh yeah. That's because Dave Bautista wants to be Marcus Phoenix in the Gears of War movie they're no longer going to make. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Call of Duty slows... I call, weirdly enough, Call of Duty both slows down and speeds up in two different divisions. Yep. Um, they don't have a good games-as-a-service game at the moment, Microsoft. They don't. And they tried, and Halo isn't what they wanted it to be. And the rest of them are not, like, the thing that you will jump in every day. You know, you're not going to jump into... Forza Horizon, you know, Fallout 76, right? Like, they don't have that one. They don't have that that consistent 
game that makes a billion dollars every year. Um, and that yeah. and that's what uh, that's what Warzone will be for him. But hey, now with the combined power of Activision Blizzard King within the Xbox ecosystem, we can finally see a rebirth of Scalebound for Xbox consoles and Xbox Game Pass. Scalebound. Isn't that a, isn't Don't remember. No, I I remember it, but isn't that a it's it That's nothing to do with Activision. I'm just like, yeah, they got more studios, aren't they? Right, okay. All right, good. Because I'm was that that was either Square Enix or Capcom. I think it was Capcom. What, wasn't it Platinum? Yeah, but I think it was published by Microsoft with adjacent through Capcom. It was some weird like a bunch of companies like no wonder it went under. Could be wrong, yeah, but I'm not percent sure it was there was, there was a bunch of things going on there. Yeah. Um, so, there's one thing we haven't spoken about yet, Jeremy. He needs to go. Yeah. Bobby Kotick is still CEO of Activision, Blizzard King. Um, the party line that Xbox and Activision are saying is that he will remain on board. Uh, and it's all very vague in like a... Oh, he, he's, he's going to be around. Oh, he's been working here the last 30 years. So, yeah, I've what, got what to a... say? He's, he's like, the line was that he's going to report to Phil Spencer. I think is what yes. I saw. So, uh, and basically, there's been, I think, probably a 50 50 split of articles <laughs> over the last week saying he's going to stay, he's not going to stay, he's going to stay, he's not going to stay. Like, people don't really know. It's all a bit hush hush. So what I've got here, I've got a report from Forbes. This is Anna Kaplan, uh, and this was January 18th. So this was this is a week ago now, saying Activision Blizzard CEO Kodak reportedly leaving company after Microsoft's deal closes. Uh, so Activision Blizzard CEO and near billionaire Bobby Kodak is expected to leave the company once the $68.7 billion deal with Microsoft closes, the Wall Street Journal reports, signaling an end to his tenure at the company, which has been riddled with allegations of sexual harassment and workplace misconduct. So, Kodak is expected to leave the company following the close of the deal, people familiar with the plans told the Wall Street Journal. Earlier, Microsoft said in a press release announcing the acquisition, Kodak would remain as CEO, but, quote, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Microsoft Gaming Chief Phil Spencer once the deal is finalized. Kodak told the Wall Street Journal he will, quote, always be available to ensure that we are going to have the very best integration, unquote, but did not address his employment status following the deal closing. And like honestly, that's a that's about it. That's that's about as much as we know. Yeah. Um, aside from the fact that basically no one's happy with him anymore. Um, what was it, Jeremy? The the Microsoft uh, Activision shares were hanging around like sixty five dollars a share or something like that. But Xbox is buying them for around ninety five dollars per share. Is that something? Uh, yeah, that something that, like that, that. That sounds right. Rough, not those exact numbers, but around that 60-ish to 90-ish yeah. differential. What that means is the current people who own a, a share of Activision Blizzard, which has been absolutely racked with ter- the terrible consequences of their own actions and inactions over the last decade or more, where they've ha- finally had to deal with the ramifications of um, complicitly... Uh, encouraging a culture of mistreatment and gender discrimination and and sexual harassment and workplace misconduct. Now, those people get their shares bought out for 
150% of what they were worth before this deal and ride out without any more negative PR on their backs. It's all going to... Now they've got an... Um, Activision it, is under the Xbox umbrella, right? It, and it's, now... It's the golden parachute is is, is the phrase. Yes. Um, it, 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 it's, it's worse than that. Uh, this is from Bloomberg. Uh, Give it a date and an author. I can. It might not let me look at the article if I try and find that. Uh, oh, okay, okay, no worries. We'll, we'll uh, give, us, give us the bit and then see if you can get that other stuff. Uh, this is from Devin Pendleton and Scott Carpenter of Bloomberg, 19th of January this year, 2022. Uh, it's also about a week ago. Yeah. Uh, Kodak owns almost 4 million shares of Activision. I don't know if, if you were aware of that. I didn't. I, yeah. I, I, I wasn't. So the, the most of any officer or director um, in the company, as far as I'm aware. So, a rich, so at the base level they were at then, that means he, <laughs> at the 65-ish dollar margin, he had about $260 million tied up in Activision stocks. Uh, let's say four this, million. This is another reason why his pay cuts every year were no, were nothing. So for the for the price that the shares are being bought for by Microsoft, his share is worth three hundred and eighty million dollars, roughly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, dude's got money. Um. So, like, like he wins. Yeah. Like, like what, whatever he, happens, he gets to walk he, away. He, yes, yes, he does. Th- like, th- there is, there is no justice here. No. There is no, there is no. As as often as it is with with big companies, capitalism, money, and terrible men. There, mm. there, there, there is no justice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it it becomes for me that there are, there are no good guys. Yeah, right. Like this is not like a Microsoft are doing a good thing getting this company away from this creep. Like it's like a no. Like that. Like he gets to he gets to walk away. This is this is like the end of Chinatown. It's a, it's a movie. It, it's it's, okay. it's this. Okay. Well, right. It's awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's really terrible. So, the question that immediately makes me ask is, why did Xbox buy them now? Why didn't they wait to see if this fell out further? And did Xbox approach Activision, or did Activision approach Xbox? So, from what I can tell, Activision were looking for a buyer for a while. Interesting. I, I don't and know that's if that's... that's not easy to do when you're as big as this. It's n- not easy. No. I, I don't know if that's true. Um, this is this is from what I heard from like d- like discords, which has got insiders in it and, and tweets. But, but also, f- kind of, who knows what who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. As far as as far as I can tell, what I heard was that they were looking for a buyer for a little while. Um, and at the end of the day, I don't really think Microsoft cares about the like, like th- they probably cared when the state government of California started to get started to investigate the company. But the, what they probably also saw was, hey, this company is going to go for cheap real soon. Yeah. Um. This is not cheap. like a yeah. Yeah. This is a like, hey, their their price is going to be artificially deflated. 
um, by something that they don't fundamentally really care about. Well, that's that's that is it, isn't it? Like this sixty-eight point seven billion dollar deal. This is them on sale. Like this is this is the the fire sale for this company. Like, could you imagine if they were trying to be bought at the at the the peak of let's say they didn't get hit with this harassment case, and Warzone was doing better than Fortnite? Could you imagine? Well, they wouldn't need a buyer at that, that point. No, they wouldn't. But oh, Christ, it's it's really discouraging. It's really upsetting, and it brings up problems in terms of it brings up the same questions and concerns that people have about Disney buying. Star Wars, and then Disney buying Marvel, and then Disney buying Fox, and maybe buying more and more and more in the future, owning so much of the world's strongest entertainment media properties. Like, you start to wonder about the monopolization and the homogenization of the things that we consume yeah. and the people that we give our money to. Um, this feels like... Like, this, this $68.7 billion deal is worth more than all of those Disney acquisitions I just mentioned combined. No, it's not. Isn't it? No, Fox was bought for $80 billion. I thought it was more. Someone told me it was like 23 the other day. I thought it was more. No, no, like Fox, like uh, this deal was encroaching on the Fox deal. Ah, oh, that makes so much more sense. I thought, I th- yeah, I thought it was more. Okay, still, it's in league. It's in yes. contention with those. Yeah. It's the same conversation. Which Xbox, we, like we were starting to walk around when Xbox acquired Bethesda, but now, yeah. yeah, and as far as we can tell, like they're not done, right? Right, like this, this, this might not be the end. If they bought Ubisoft, I wouldn't be shocked. Like I would be shocked, yep. but I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Um. Yep. Same thing with EA. Like EA's been in a weird spot for years at this point. I I would be more surprised if they bought EA. I think I think EA EA is too much of a cash cow every single year. Yeah. Like year in year out at the end of the day they've got sport, they've got sims. They have consistent cash flow. Um they've got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> they've got Ogdo Bogdo. You hear that the reason they they made Cal in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order a guy is because Ray in Star Wars is a girl. This is a stupid fucking reason and? that was. That's a terrible reason. Yeah, they were like, well, you know, like the, they've got the, we've got a woman leading the movies, so it made sense for us to have a man in the game. We need representation. I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyway, um, uh. yeah, the um, like they're, they're getting there, you know, like this is like this is how that stuff. Like, goes, you know, like, there was... The, the Microsoft in the past have tried to buy Nintendo. Okay. Um, that I, I, I would not be surprised if Microsoft are in consistent talks of trying to buy Sega. They seem to have a pretty good relationship. Um, and they want everything. Um, you know, they want... Well, that's the they, they just want to keep growing. Um, you know, this, this acquisition has caused the US government to start to to overhaul or at least look at their merger um, laws in mm. in the States. Like, that happened the afternoon of that deal was that that was announced. People the, like, the, oh, shit. Yeah, the White House <laughs> are doing. Um, you know, 
nothing, nothing, nothing better than jumping in front of a bullet that's already been fired. Um, but like you know, it's they, they said Zero that, shit. yeah, they said they're really trying to do that. Um, but like, yeah, they like they will continue to grow. Like, do they? Okay, do they buy Epic? I, no, I think that's probably one of the few people they can't right now. You reckon? Fortnite, Fortnite is too big. But that's all. It's Fortnite, and it's it's Rocket League. <laughs> Rocket League. No, it's Unreal Fire. It's Rocket League. <laughs> it's four guys. Oh yeah, they bought them, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Okay, no, that's a good point, right? Because if Fortnite's too big, but Call of Duty isn't, like that kind of doesn't make much sense. Like, yeah. Fortnite's one of the few things that maybe is on top of Call of they're, Duty. They're in, the, like, they're in the same league. Do, do they buy the... Ten. Oh, no, they can't because Tencent bought them. I was going to say if they buy PUBG. Um, don't Tencent are an epic, don't they? They own a stake. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, not so a, then it's, it's not a controlling stake. I think that would just prompt Tencent to buy them outright if Activision... If, if Xbox would do it otherwise. That would be bad. Yeah, it would be. Um, but, like, I think either of those options is bad, right? What this comes down to me, I think, is if Xbox is willing to buy Call of Duty, all of a sudden third parties start disappearing. They're all becoming first party. And so if we see enough enough third party... Ge- if, if the third party developers get bought out by the big players, by Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo less so, but, like, let's yeah. keep them in the conversation, to the point where they're, they're distributed evenly, roughly then I'm less concerned in a in an overall sense. But if Xbox buys every third party or every major third party, so let's say they get Ubisoft and EA, and just just those two as well, which is huge. Yeah. Them, Ubisoft, EA, as on top of Activision, Blizzard King. All of a sudden, what does PlayStation have to keep them afloat except indies, which aren't going to keep their business afloat, and their, their individual studios, their first party titles... Which, which are going to do well for them, but PlayStation is built upon also being able to have millions of people buy those multi-platform titles. Like, all of a sudden, their revenue's gone. Yeah, but at that point, they're not, like, at that point, they're not competing anymore. At that point, Microsoft are playing a different game, and at that point, like, at that point, either Game Pass comes to PlayStation, or they're actually just keeping those games on PlayStation just because they're going to make more money and everyone else is already on Game Pass anyway. Um, that's true but, but like th- at the end of the day even if Xbox is playing a different game they're still taking more money out of PlayStation's pie money uh, <laughs> they're still taking more from money, PlayStation's money like from PlayStation share right from the from the audience that PlayStation is getting their revenue from yeah but like th- that is a like th- that won't happen um, because why not? Be, because there's a difference between Xbox jumping to number three and Xbox jumping to number one by buying, or or even jumping to number two in the, like the in the market share field, right? Like number three is not the where the governments look. Antitrust laws would get in the way of number one being number two or number. Sorry, num- would get in the way of number one buying number two, or vice versa, or mm. number, or whoever is going to number one getting there by buying. Um, so, do you remember who one and two were? 
uh, Tencent and Sony. Okay. Or I don't think it's Sony. I really, really don't think it's Sony. I'm ninety percent sure it's still Sony. Because market share, video games. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> recommend me video <laughs> games that are about the market share. <laughs> that would be so funny. Doing this on my laptop was a mistake. Can you get it up? You you better get up faster because my fucking computer is. Yeah, your you, your voice is starting to hitch as well. You 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 you're leaving me, buddy. Uh. No, don't know what to don't know what to search for. So, so Sony is number one, apparently. Number two is really? Tencent. This is from alltopeverything.com. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is based on... I, what, what I can see that they're basing this on is gaming revenue. I don't know if it's per year. Yeah, that's really loose. Leaving this website. What is popping off on Discord? Just shush. Okay, yeah. So, so this is this is this is from Wikipedia, but they have their sources. Um, <laughs> the financial year, financial year of twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. The top publisher was Sony with $18.1 billion. I'm assuming it's US. Then Tencent was number two with 16. Nintendo was number three with 12. Microsoft with 10. NetEase with six. And Activision with six as well. So they're not at the top they're not yet. There yet. No. Um, okay. EA Take Two and Bandai Namco and Square rounding off the top ten. Um, if EA eats no, if Xbox eats enough of those lower companies, though, yeah, they could very quickly. the The gap isn't that wide. Yeah, but number three bought number four. Yeah, but if number we three buys. Five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah, I, 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 I know, but the moment they moment the moment they move into the number one and two spot, then they start getting like gigantic magnifying glasses looking at them, which they don't want. Okay. Because like, okay. especially in places like Europe, they're a lot stricter um, than in the US. Like the European antitrust laws are a lot stronger. This is I have this hasn't even like confirmed to go all the way through yet with Blizzard Activision because they still have to go through Europe as well over there, right? And it has to go through there and get approved before. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Do you have any final thoughts? Xbox is continuing to play the long game. We've been, for the last generation, wondering when their exclusives were going to come, were going to bear fruit, right? 
And I think we finally started to see the start of that last year with Age of Empires 4, Flight Sim coming to Xbox, Forza Horizon 5, and Halo Infinite all coming out in a fairly tight block. Psychonauts 2 as well. Like, that's the kind of PlayStation-level competition that we've been expecting Xbox to need to come out with in order to stay competitive. Now Xbox has all of the studios that they were touting at, like, E3 2018, you know, with Double Fine and the Coalition and all of that. They've got Hellblade coming out soon. They've got all of that spun up to keep them going through this generation. But then we're also going to start to see Bethesda's efforts start to bear fruit for them as well, outside of the um, exclusive deals that they've already got for Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, once Bethesda's under Xbox's banner for a bit longer, we're going to start seeing some more direct influence of Bethesda's incoming profit going straight to Microsoft. And then it's going to be the same deal with Activision Blizzard. Let's say it takes 12 to 18 months for this deal to go through, which looks very, very likely, um, if not longer. It's then going to take a couple of years for that sort of... for Xbox's influence to change anything at Activision properly. And then it takes years for a game to be made. So, like... All of this is going to take a long time to play out. And we have no idea if Xbox is going to acquire more people between then and now. There's a good chance they will. Yeah. I really don't know what happens next. Mm. Because the game is changing. It's like... It, it, it's, it's like... Like Xbox and, and PlayStation and Nintendo were in like a toboggan race, right? Or like a <laughs> go-kart race down a hill. Sure. And, like, they're going okay, and Xbox did its best to, like, you know, make it itself and sort of, you know, they got some help from their parents, but it's okay. You know, they wanted to, they wanted a decent fight and be a part of the conversation. They have been, but, like, they've had a rough, they've had a rough 300 meters, right? And their <laughs> parents... I analogy so much. And their parents run up to them, and it's okay, because they've got a fucking rocket pack, oh. and they just strap it onto the side and hit the go button... And all of a sudden, the Xbox is away. Stop right? making like companies it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, it, it's just, it's not even in the same sphere anymore. Xbox is just, they're away. Yeah. I don't know how to have these conversations. This is... Yeah. No, they, they, are, they are, it is literally an unfathomable amount of money. Yeah. Like, it, it, it is It's a situation it, it that we've never big. encountered before. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. How my, about you? Do you have any closing thoughts? My 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 closing thought is that deals like this should any analogies. Th- this is too much money for a deal. Mm. You know, it's like if if a deal costs this much money to be made, then it shouldn't exist. That and I'm I am I'm reminded of E3 a few years ago, when uh, Microsoft announced that they were buying Double Fine, mm-hmm. they were buying Obsidian. The folks mm-hmm. that made Forza Playground, Playground, and the folks that made Ninja Theory, Ninja, yeah, Ninja Theory is a part of that, and like the the, the people that made um the zombie game, um, oh, Dead Rising, no, 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 no State no. of Decay, State of um, Decay, yeah, that's the game. Not sure what the studio is, yeah, yeah, and I was looking at that going like, wow, that's a lot of acquisitions. Mm-hmm. That's like a lot of money they're throwing around, mm-hmm. like. A puddle, like yeah. a, like a, like a a raindrop in the ocean at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, it, it makes you wonder, like, those were big priority acquisitions for the company back then. And it wasn't that long ago. Like, do, do, Yeah, a lot of those we haven't seen. Like I said, we haven't seen the bare fruit yet. Yeah, but like do, do, the, the people that work there, like, do they do they still get the same level of care from Microsoft now? Do they still get that level of like, yeah, like we feel really supported by the parent company? Or is it like, I can't get a meeting... Because they're well, st- they're stuck in the in the war zone meeting, and that's why they they had that picture in the Xbox acquisition announcement of Phil and his leadership team. Yeah, because it's no longer going to be about getting a meeting with Phil. Yeah, no, it it is like you will not get a meeting with him anymore. No, um, he is he is past that. It's like it's the difference between Jim Ryan and the head of Sony. Like now, Phil Spencer is somewhere in the middle where he's he's. He's he's got more. He's got too many very expensive, very large plates spinning for him to look at all of the smaller ones. So that's why he's got his team. Yeah, it's it's daunting and it's hard to grasp, and Gary. it's concerning. Gary. I want to say, Jim Ryan is the head of Sony. What? Oh no, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Sorry, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, my bad. Um, the head of Sony. Yeah. He's, he's the head of SIE. Um, yeah, it's... it, And, and it reminds me, uh, like, as, as my closing thought, I guess, is when um, Xbox had their 20-year anniversary... <laughs> two, Last year, right? Yeah, like two months ago. Three, yeah. three months ago. Um they put out this documentary, which was the history of Xbox. And it's, it's, it's largely quite like wishy-washy in terms of a lot of things, but like, it's also, it is also very interesting because they don't, they don't quite shy away from, um, they, they don't shy away from their mistakes. Don Matrick is part of it. He's an, he's a, he's a member of this documentary. They talked to him quite a bit. in his first interview since he left Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and, one of the things they talk about in the first episode where they talk about creating the direct Xbox as it was known back then was... Direct Xbox. That, that, oh, Direct X. Did, oh, did you not know this? Yeah. No, I didn't know th- th- that. That's why, because right. it was going be, to be a Direct X gaming console. What even is Direct X? Is it rendering software? I think so. Or physics software? It's not physics. No, it's not physics. I think it's, I think it's a rendering thing. Okay. Um... Uh, they were having many meetings and there were many, many people involved in what they thought the Xbox was going to be because, like, for a long time, you know, the biggest thing Microsoft had at that point, aside from Windows, was um, Office. You know, Office sold, you know, tons. Office might have even been selling more than Windows at that point because you'd have multiple licenses for... Anyway. So for a long time, a lot of people inside of Microsoft were assuming that Windows... uh, Sorry, that Office was going to run on the Xbox. And they had to have a meeting where they said, like, Office no. Office is not going to run on this thing. This is not going to be a thing to use Microsoft Office for. And the heads of Microsoft are going, like, what are you talking about? It's, Why would we even bother? It's, the, it's one of the biggest projects we have. You can't even enter the Microsoft Office area of the building because you don't have clearance for it. Yeah. That's how, like, and that's not a joke. They had to sneak yeah, in. Yeah, no. They had to sneak into the Microsoft Office buildings 
to get the latest kernel of Windows because they weren't being given it. Wow. Anyway, the reason I bring this up is because for a long time, Steve Ballmer and uh, Bill Gates were still, you know, the faces of that company. I don't know if you've seen Bill, uh, 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 Steve Ballmer on stage saying developers and he's shaking and he, they're all dancing to the to the song and it's awful. It is, I'll, sh- I'll, sh- I'll show you the video. It is. It sounds like some tech bro cringy. It, it is, it is the height of that. This, this is what, this is where that stereotype came from. Oh no. It is, it is, it is truly terrible. And Steve Ballmer has got 150% person energy going off one, like all of the time. He is so high energy. This dude must be coked out of his fucking mind every <laughs> single second of his life because he's a, he's a lunatic. <laughs> and they're having this meeting where they're showing off and this is the final meeting whether or not Microsoft is going to commit to this thing or they're not going to commit to this thing. And they show the Xbox and uh, to, uh, to Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer and... Bill loses his mind. He's furious. He goes, I can't believe we spent all this money on this thing. I hate this thing. And he's screaming at him and he's yelling at him and he's like not throwing things, but he's slamming on the table and he's yelling at these at these, pe- these people who are just engineers trying to make a product. And he, yep. Bill Gates is absolutely destroying them in, in this meeting and screaming at him and screaming at him. And that then awful. it sounds terrible, right? And this is what I mean by they talk about some of the bad things, but they don't talk about like the bad things, which is like actually shit like this. They don't talk yep. about the actual culture a lot of the time. But then something changes in him and he goes, we can do this. And Steve Ballmer goes, yeah, we can do this. And all of a sudden what? it goes like that. And suddenly they decide, like you should watch the documentary. It's, it's fascinating to watch. But like they just, they have so much money that mm. they can make those fucked up decisions in the most fucked up state possible where they can just change their mind. Suddenly everyone's hugs, everyone's shaking hands, everyone's... Oh my God, what an unpleasant workplace. Could, Holy shit. Could you imagine? And I'm sitting here going like, I would hate to work at a fucking place. You wouldn't, could you you wouldn't be able to trust anything that you were told. Exactly, right? Um, <laughs> right? All right. right. But yeah, it's so, indicative of how they could just flip on a dime. Yes. They don't seem to be quite like that anymore, but who knows? Um, sure. But like... This is what I mean by like they needed to book so far in ahead, so far in advance, a meeting with Bill Gates to get approved for this thing, and they needed to try and find him on a good day. I'm not saying Phil Spencer's like this, but he's in that position of the company at this point now. He is like, yes. a, you want to get something done, you need to have a meeting that you booked over a month ago, and you need to get ready for that meeting between now and then because you need to show him the best shit possible. Because yep. he just spent seventy billion dollars on a company. Yeah, and you've you've just booked a meeting with him. Yeah, and you want to show him, um, like you know, <laughs> you want to Skatebird Two. <laughs> <laughs> you want to show him Brutal Legend Two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard uh, meetings with um, Shuhei were like that for a while. It's like you better have this locked because if Shuhei doesn't like it, he doesn't like it, and not like he's gonna like like make you go home and cry, but like. It's not going to be good if it's not going to be good. And I've heard the same thing about Miyamoto as well. That it was like yep. you needed, like you want to get a meeting with Miyamoto. You better show him the most amazing thing possible, and still the wildest shit will happen, even if you expect it or not. Totally, um, because it's early game development where no one actually knows what the game is yet. I, I'm I'm pretty sure th- there are stories of Miyamoto canceling games in elevators. 
Um, oh. The yeah, it, yeah, yep. It's AAA game development. But hey, an elevator is what making them hearts. Mm-hmm. I tell you that story. Yep. Yep. It's a good story. Definitely, definitely on the podcast too. I, did I tell you on the podcast? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a hundred percent sure. Cool. It's a great story. Spoken. Yeah, it's a good story. Uh, it's, it's fate. Friendship. The power of friendship. It's true. Compels you. Power, the power of friendship allows you to, to, to buy Activision Blizzard. $70 billion. Oh yeah, friendship. Uh, well, that's about it. I, uh, I don't have anything left in the tank. I'm empty. I'm done. I'm with you. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Next week is not going to be like this week. We don't know. <laughs> Probably not. We don't know. But the thing is, we we didn't know that this last week would be like this either. Sony might I, buy Square in between now and then. Could you imagine? I could see it happening at this point. It it seems like quite a fit. In a way that Xbox buying Activision doesn't seem like a fit, but that's because that it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense, Jeremy. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the Minimap Cast. This is episode 90, everyone. We're getting close to that 100. Uh, if you want to support the show, like I said before, we're on all podcast services. Uh, you can listen to us wherever you like. <laughs> you all right, Jeremy? I was drinking water and you said, an all podcast services. And that like <laughs> that that made me laugh. <laughs> you nearly spit take. <laughs> yep. Um, if you want to be notified when a new episode goes live, obviously you could follow on whatever podcast service is of your choice. Uh, <laughs> you can also follow the Minimap account on Twitter. That's at MinimapAU. Uh, what am I wanting to, uh, promote? So last week, not only did we post episode 89, but we also posted episode 66. I spoke about it last week as being the, the last episode, uh, from July last year, where June's talking about uh, Res- no, Ratchet and Clank, not Resident Evil. Ratchet and Clank and uh, Little Hope. And we also spoke about the Sea of Thieves expansion, the Pirates of the Caribbean, our experience with that, which we really didn't like. Um, it's a good episode and a good question corner. Um, also, Jeremy's first responses, our, our first recorded responses to the Switch OLED model. So um, there's stuff in oh, there. Right, yeah. You know, it's, it's not current anymore, right? But if you want more content from us or you want to you wanna go back and see what it is like to go back, some of the audio is a bit scuffed, but it's a good time. Uh, if you want to support us, you can support the show on Patreon uh, by going to patreon.com slash minimapau. We're also all on Twitter individually. So I'm there at kjpalmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy is also there. Uh, at Obi-Wan Jez. Uh, I'll be there looking like low LOD Mario. And uh, that's about it, everyone. I think that... Did I miss anything? Uh, yeah, you forgot to announce that... Um... Uh, we have since been acquired by Microsoft. Um, Did Phil respond to the tweet? Yeah, yeah. Phil bought us. Um, oh wow! How much? Uh, if you can believe it, seventy-one billion dollars. Seventy-one billion dollars! Amazing! <laughs> I didn't know we had that pool. Jeremy, how many shares of Minimap do I own? Uh, have you seen the social network? Social. <laughs> I've seen some <laughs> clips of Andrew Garfield in the social network over the last. Yeah, I, I, like I, I diluted all your shares. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so are you? Oh man! Don't talk to me. I'm jacked in, or whatever the fuck they say. I'm plugged in. 
jacked off. Oh yeah, he's wired in. <laughs> I should watch that movie again. That's all right. It's Aaron Sorkin, Jeremy. You love Aaron Sorkin. He, like it's it's a well it's a, it's a good script by him, but it it does a lot to make Mark look like the nerd that everyone thought he was for a long time before he decided to destroy the world. Right, rather than like the. Like the the soul sucking, yeah. Like the 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 end of the world harbinger of doom that he's since become. God, I hope. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. God, I hope they don't. And the horses. I hope they don't go into publishing. God, I hope they don't go into publishing. What if Xbox buys Facebook? What if Facebook buys like Nintendo? Uh, no, I don't think that would happen. It would have happened by now if it's going to happen. Although with this Xbox move, everything's different. Anyway, we're going to go before we keep talking. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>